is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown on a pay-per-view edition. That's right. That was Major James and Filthy with Burn It Down, the official theme of Our Justice. And, of course, uh, we're not actually being joined by the uh, the usual suspects, the uh, quintessential quartet that is Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, unfortunately, tonight has to be narrowed down to a, a tremendously talented trio of, of course, uh, our producer, PDID, Internet Dave, is in the house. Yes, I am. I'm ready to go. Harmony Boom Boom Sexay is in the house. She'll be joining us momentarily. And then, of course, there's me, the Sunday Night Showstopper, Mr. Money on the Mic, and we are bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Hard Justice pay-per-view. Looks like we're going to start things off with the Steel Asylum, or the Thunderdome, or whatever name they've changed it to. Yeah, exactly. They've changed the name, what, three or four times? I think so. But, of course, this pay-per-view is emanating tonight from uh, Orlando, Florida. I always love the pay-per-views in the uh, Impact Zone. How about you? Well, the thing is, I mean, it it's easier for, for taping, and, and they are going back to their bi-weekly taping schedule where they're doing two nights worth of taping and then taking a couple weeks off and then doing two more nights. But, I mean, yeah, it does look a little inauthentic when it's in the same location as, as the regular television show, but as... Uh, expenses have proven uh, if they can limit their expenses they will and I mean yeah you, you don't want to have a, a thousand people in a 7,000 seat arena and have an entire staff travel to St. Louis or Philadelphia or or uh, Chicago or something like that when you can just stick around here I mean really I don't think a lot of fewer people are going to order the show because it's at the same location as the television but you never know. This is true. You never know. It's, uh, right now, Christopher Daniels, or I guess just Daniels now, yeah. making his way down into the Steel Asylum. I want to start things off tonight. I've got something very important that I really want to discuss. Um, I made reference to this early on in the intro, that uh, one Mark the Shark DiCarlo was not joining us tonight. And right. I really want to shed some light onto exactly what happened and why that is. And... As most of you tuned in last week on our show, uh, I don't know, to me it was a train wreck and, and there was a lot of, there was a meeting that happened after the show and a lot of things were put into perspective and a lot of people were, uh, were put on notice on some things. Well, myself being the majority shareholder here at Sunday Night Showdown, uh, basically I decided that because of what happened last week that we should all be review uh, to the new Sunday Night Showdown drug wellness policy uh-oh and uh this week people were tested um the three that are on the show obviously passed the test now 
I'm not going to allude to what happened with Mark the Shark DiCarlo, but his test, his test came back, um, let's just say a little positive for some things. So he is on a suspension as of right now. I know he wanted me to call him a little later on. He wanted to make a statement to you guys, but uh, for right now, Mark the Shark DiCarlo has been indefinitely suspended from Sunday Night Showdown. With a case of wellness? Case of wellness. Uh-oh. I- I'm just high on the sugar from Slurpees. That's all I'm high on. So You, you better stay straight, or I-, I guarantee you I'll test your ass and you'll be out the door. All right, no. well, let's uh, run down exactly who is in this opening contest, which is Steel Asylum, and it is for an X Division title shot. Suicide, who's just coming down to the ring right now. Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley from the Motor City Machine Guns, who uh, had been bringing out signs saying that they hadn't been on TV and weren't liking it very much. Amazing Red sends his, uh, <coughs> his previous attire. If you uh, started watching TNA in 19, excuse me, in 2002 when it first started, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, Amazing Red, Suicide, Jay Lethal, Daniels, and Consequences Creed. And I think we have a premiere of a new superstar here, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. D'Angelo De Niro, JJ. Uh, don't you mean the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro? Yes. Time to answer all the ones, guys. Sure, the Pope. Well, why would I answer? Because I never threw it out there. So why would I answer when you say, don't you mean? I didn't say anything. Well, you may know him as Elijah Burke. What is his real live name? I thought it was Elijah Burke. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, I thought WWE would change it from Bob Smith to Elijah Burke so that if if he goes to the Indies they couldn't call him Bob Smith but even if it if it was Bob Smith we wouldn't say that on the air no of course not but I mean that, the funny that's the funniest thing is that all these wrestlers have to change their names because Vince automatically has this this vendetta against guys he hasn't even fired yet in case he does well, where it's, it's it, not a vendetta though it's the same thing TNA's now doing the same thing where they're not using people's real names and the reason for that is because he can't trademark them so he builds a star and whether they stay or whether they leave he's trademarked their name and he can make money off them indefinitely and then they can't call themselves the character's name if they end up in the indies later on what do we think of D'Angelo De Niro as a name yeah I mean, Bob Smith would be simpler, but... He it gives like a, a D'Angelo. Yeah, he kind of does, actually. So uh, that adds a, an eighth member to our Steel Asylum matches. We're getting ready to go here at TNA Hard Justice. I don't know. I'm just digging they called him a creature of the street. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean... He's a pope and a creature? Well, I mean, if you think about it, we've got Daniels, the fallen angel, and we've got the pope. So, I mean, there's a religious tag team right there. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I can see those two doing something. But actually, I'm a big fan of Elijah Burke. I think it's great to see him uh, get an opportunity here in TNA. Uh, Elijah Burke, I believe, is his real name, and I think he could use it if he wanted to. But I think the problem is TNA probably wanted to make D'Angelo De Niro t-shirts. There you go. Well, and, and TNA came out, and they said, unless you are an established star with a real name like Kurt Angle... They're not using your real name, so they've already decided to do that. Same thing. Same thing. Trademark it, and you can make money off them forever. Well, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley are not the real names of the Motor City Machine Guns, which surprised me. I, 
they seem like regular names. They don't seem like a D'Angelo De Niro or or some something like that. A really kind of unusual name. Well, you know, we may as well start things off here on Sunday Night Showdown. I mean, we got the Steel Asylum going on, but uh, a lot of things happen in the news, and there's one particular news story that I kind of want to want to get under wraps, Dave. If you'll uh, Bear with me for a second. Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's there's been something happening in the last uh, 36 hours or so that certainly is going to be the lead of, of our show and, and any show for the next uh, few weeks, depending on how it turns out. Uh, a little ambiance, if you will. <laughs> Just a little ambiance here on Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, who wants to start this? I'll take care of this, actually. With music in the background, yes, bad Kurt, bad Kurt, what did he do? Well, he apparently <laughs> beat up his girlfriend, ladies and gentlemen, Trinisha Biggers, also known as Raka Khan, uh, and was stalking her. The cops were called in, and uh, Kurt has been arrested yeah. and was going to be arraigned. I guess he is supposedly supposed to make his, uh, his return tonight here in the Impact Zone and defend that uh, TNA World Heavyweight Championship really... He needs to lose that championship. Well, well he damn well better. Absolutely. He has to lose the championship at this point. I mean, Dixie Carter, it would be very hypocritical for her to remove Jeff Jarrett for having uh, a relationship with someone's wife. Right. When this guy, who is the ambassador to their company, the most well-known name they have on their roster, is getting in trouble for beating up his girlfriend. I mean, he's entered Steve Austin territory. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's bad. He's the world heavyweight champion. Well, and not just that, but he was also found uh, with vials of HGH, <laughs> which apparently were prescribed to him. Um, as I was saying, he was found with two vials of that, as well as a needle used to it. Now, he may have said it was prescribed to him, but until it actually goes in front of court, who knows? And oftentimes things can be prescribed, as we've seen in the Benoit case or the Michael Jackson case where things have been prescribed illegally so in any case not is it just like beating a woman but it's also in possession of illegal drugs well, well let's uh, take it from a, a chronological point of view apparently Friday night Rocka Khan and Kurt Angle weren't getting along so she drove over to a uh, to uh, a police station and got a temporary restraining order then Saturday morning, she uh, didn't want to be in the house that her and Kurt shared, so she went to a Starbucks, and people were put aware that, that this gentleman with a silver uh, vehicle... Cadillac. Was, was, thank you very much. Silver Cadillac was, uh, was stalking this woman. So her, she, isn't it her car, too? Well, it's her, it's her cell phone, but we'll get there in a moment. So basically, apparently, she goes to... To Starbucks to use the self to to check her email, and we see the silver uh, Cadillac circling the circling the driveway and circling the, the parking lot. So she goes somewhere else, and then a few minutes later we see the silver Cadillac circling the parking lot in that in that parking lot also. And then that's when the cops uh, the cop recognized the vehicle and pulled over Kurt, and then the, the vials of HGH were found. Well, and that's the thing, okay, he has a prescription. Who the hell prescribes human growth hormone to someone? 
what is it? What is the proper diagnosis for human growth hormone? Isn't it for for recovery of injuries? Well, obviously, it wasn't just as simple as he had a prescription for it. Because if it was just that simple, he wouldn't be uh, going in for arraignment on that. It would have been just thrown away and not charged with that. And he was charged with that, both possession of the HGH as well as the needle um, that he would use to inject that. So he's got. He's got possession, he's got, you know, stalking, he's got driving with a suspended license yeah, from when he was had his DUI before, and it was her vehicle that he was found in. So it wasn't even his vehicle, he used her own vehicle to stalk her. It's a scary situation. Well, here's the scary part. Have you seen Raka Khan? She's twice the size of Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, that's Are you going to tell me... That she's going to let little Kurt Angle beat her ass? I mean, come on. Well, and, and here's the thing. How the hell does Kurt Hang- Angle have HGH when he looks like he's sick right now? Maybe he was giving it to Raka Khan. I don't know. We don't know the specifics on exactly what happened. Either way, uh, Kurt Angle's always been one of my favorite performers in professional wrestling. But, you know, this is going to put a black eye on him, definitely. I mean, he had the problems with Karen, which which caused a lot of... there was There was issues there that... Uh, were not made public. I mean, there were a lot of alluding to things that happened between the two of them. But for this to happen uh, right now with TNA having him as the world heavyweight champion, the smart money is, guys, it's got to be done tonight. He's got to lose this title. And the unfortunate thing is I think they're going to put the title on Sting, which is no better. I say let Matt Morgan run with it. Here's an opportunity to push a young guy and do something with him. I mean, Hernandez tonight is going to win his briefcase back. Right. Maybe at the end of the show, after, say, Matt Morgan wins the title, why not have Hernandez come down and beat Matt Morgan for it? Well, do you think that will be exactly what happens? Well, I'm not saying that's exactly what would happen, but it's a good possibility. Or I'd even say hold off to the impact tapings this next week oh, and okay, have Hernandez, yeah. you know, turn in his briefcase against Matt Morgan. Well, Latino718 in the chat room is uh, is discussing the fact that if Kurt Angle gets immediately released due to these issues, that he might uh, take the company down the toilet with him, Harmony. I completely disagree. When Kurt Angle came, we all had huge high hopes about turning the numbers around and about, you know, spiking the ratings. And while they... No pun intended. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there was a little blimp the first week. The ratings didn't go up having Kurt Angle there. The ratings have not gone up because of Kurt Angle. The ratings have gone up somewhat since then, but I don't think it's necessarily just because of Kurt Angle. People are watching the product, and they're watching all of the product, and, you know, if you think about it, their biggest draw is the knockouts right now, which doesn't involve Kurt Angle. So I don't think it's going to go down at all. And let's not forget that Spike loves TNA. They bring in huge numbers for Spike. Spike doesn't have a whole lot of shows that have huge numbers. Well, it is one of their top-rated shows. I think it's even beating out UFC right now, which is right. Incredible. Well, and uh, according to WrestleView, they're they're negotiating for some more hours of programming a week. I rather doubt that's going to happen. It might be a a Sunday morning review show or a or a Saturday night show, perhaps in kind of weekend dead time. But well, it's interesting you bring that up. There was actually talks. Uh, a long time ago about having a Divas show, like a, a knockout division show, which I right. think 
I think would actually do really well. I still think the knockout division is one of the better reasons to watch TNA. I mean, they book women's wrestling the right way. Um, there was also talk of an X division show. Right. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a, a show that's devo- that's an hour long devoted to you know flippy, runny, jumpy off the cage kind of crap. I just don't. Well, but you know, if they get rid of Kurt Angle, then they have the opportunity to start pushing some other people and making new stars. And I mean, since Kurt Angle has come, all the people that were making a name for themselves were getting up there. Were all pushed aside, and in came Kurt Angle and kind of took everything over. You know, even as far as saying things like, you know, if you don't get rid of Jeff Jarrett, then I'm gone, etc., 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 the main event mafia, and it's become all about Kurt Angle. It's the Kurt Angle show. So, if Kurt Angle's gone, then maybe you can get back to seeing someone like an AJ Styles become the world champion again. Absolutely, and I've said for the last couple of years, the TNA, as soon as Kurt Angle signed over and made his debut... That show means total nonstop angle because everything has been built around Kurt Angle. Well, now your top star, the guy you've built your company around the last two or three years, is beating up someone who's also employed by your company that he's dating. This is a public relations nightmare for right. Dixie Carter. She goes out of one situation with Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle's ex-wife, which to me is really not even an issue. They're divorced. It was okay for Kurt to go and screw somebody else on the roster. Yeah. Well, but it wasn't married. okay for Jeff Jarrett to, in, in the two years he lost his wife, maybe find comfort in someone else who was a divorced woman. I don't see a problem with this, but obviously Kurt Angle uh, has wanted to run this company, and for the longest time he's had that opportunity. If he had any hopes of being on the booking team, I think that's just out the window at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's completely out the window at this point. I would wonder if, if he loses the belt tonight, if he shouldn't take maybe, well, in, in the TNA world, a, a two-day or in the real world, a two-week or four-week, uh, maybe just step away. Like, like he loses the belt and they beat the shit out of him, so they do an injury angle where he's away for a, a TNA month, let's just say, well, and, uh, and then he can take all, care of all this stuff uh, in, a, in a more relaxed atmosphere. Well, you know, I, that's a good point. That's what I was just about to say. Uh, if I were booking the show tonight, Kurt Angle would be booked in an injury angle, and he would be hauled off for a while. Well, I think they need to get him off TV. Yeah, not, not just for a couple weeks, but fire the guy. Because he's their, top, he's their top name. It's mainstream now. Everybody knows about it. It's not just been kept to the wrestling community. It's out there in actual real media. Not that the... Things like Russell View aren't real media, but they're they're devoted just to wrestling. So just to clear that up, um, but it's out in the mainstream, and their top guy, their champion, as champion, was arrested for all of these things that are jail time. All of these charges are jail time. It's not just you know deal with it, let him get his life in order. He's facing jail, and he's their champion. They need to fire his ass. And let's not forget, this is his, what, second offense within a year. I mean, wasn't it a year ago that he had a DUI that he was pulled over for and got into trouble? And, in fact, his license was taken from him. So he was driving without a license on top of everything else. So, exactly. So, well, no, it is is jail time. You're absolutely right. As we've got one hell of a spot coming up, we've got everybody on top of or on the cage right now. 
And it looks like we've got some kind of Tower of Doom. As Daniels just hits the uh, the face bump to Elijah Burke, or at least De Niro, whatever the fuck you want to call him, the Pope. D'Angelo De Niro. I just I don't like that name. I just neither do I. I, I like don't. the Pope though. That's kind of hot. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear him uh, cut a couple of promos here in the next few weeks. But like I, like I gotta say, I I like the Pope. I, I guess I like uh, Elijah Burke, the character. So we'll see what happens. As there we go, the Motor, the Motor City Machine Guns deliver a double-team move to... Cons- no, that was uh, Jay Lethal. This, this match is too quick to call. As Amazing Red comes off and hits a Tornado DDT on Chris Saban. Yeah, and the cage being... I think we said this last year, or the year before, the cage being red is a real distraction for me. Uh, especially since a lot of the guys have partial, partial red in their gear. It kind of throws me off. Or like Amazing Red, who is red. Yeah, with reddish hair features, I guess. Well, you know, Suicide is all red and, and blue, and so I could see your confusion. And, by the way, Suicide was my pick to uh, to win this match. And I'm going to go a step further. I said this on Wrestling News Live on the Prediction Show Thursday night on the WrestleView Radio Network. I said that Suicide wins this match. He climbs to the top, takes off the mask, and Kaz makes his return to TNA. And they end the Suicide angle. Possibly. No. I think the suicide angle is fantastic. It's so classy. I mean, when he comes out and he has, like, the fingers to the head, like he's got a gun up to his temple, he's called suicide. You know, great. It's fantastic. I hope there's a lot of children watching this. Oh, we've got, it looks like Amazing Red. Oh, I I saw this coming. I said he would hit this neck breaker from the top as uh, Amazing Red hanging from the top, and he is going over there. And I guarantee you, he's going to hit this neck breaker on the Amazing Red. The and Pope is right behind him, however. Suicide. Suicide's about two feet away from the exit. Just for anybody that didn't get that, that was sarcasm. So, no, I'm not Ooh. drunk. It's sarcasm. About a 20-foot drop for suicide as, as uh, Elijah Burke right now is in the lead, climb, uh, climbing up the cage at this really funky angle. He, he's got to realize that you've got to hook your legs on top and kind of crawl rather than uh, just be able to swing through it. Now, okay, the Pope steps down. He could have made it. There was nobody up there with him, so he's stepping down. So, I don't think he's going to win. Well, I'm thinking not. Daniels is stuck. He uh, has one leg stuck in the, uh, in the rungs of the cage here, and Amazing Red took a big fall. As Christopher Daniels is about two feet away from finishing, and uh, I, I did, for, failed to mention this, but he is my pick. Well, Daniels is going to no, win he, this thing. No, he honestly was my pick before. Oh, it's easy to oh, he won it. Climbing out. Yes. I figured, it, you know what, and that's why I'm picking Joe, so that Joe and Daniels can fight over that X division. Well, I honestly did have Daniels as my pick. So easy to say as he's climbing oh, out exactly. and winning. If you'd have oh. said this at the beginning, we might have said, I, oh, okay, Dave, that's a good pick. I honestly did, like, and that that's what will make uh, D'Angelo De Niro just climbing down a lot more strange to the people when they're when they're looking at this I mean the first seven to eight minutes was just insane with all the moves on all the uh, gymnastic no cells that we uh, are such a fan of oh well, yeah I gotta admit the fact that he just climbed down like that really looks weak I mean not a very good debut for for Angelo de Niro the Pope well he's selling a leg but uh, yeah but still like that was ridiculous 
Daniels with his mascara stares menacingly into the camera as they show wow. the highlights. But uh, let's run it down the complete card for those of you who may not know what the complete card is. At this point, Kurt Angle, Sting, and Matt Morgan for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I want to say this right now. Tenacious Snake in the chat is absolutely correct. He says, I said suicide. Daniels was suicide at one point. I get half credit. For Daniels that. is not absolutely. suicide tonight. But when he when he debuted, he was suicide. No he yes, credit he for you. Uh, no, that's half credit. I'm taking that's that no to rest credit. of you. So, <laughs> I'm going to argue that point tonight with Trey and Adam. And Hunter, I, well, you were 0 for 8 or 0. 0.5. I think we gave you 0. 0.5. Yeah, that'll never happen eight. again, I assure you. Although my picks are kind of all over the place tonight, so that we could see a repeat. But you know what? I just don't see it happening any other way. I'm getting half credit for that. There's but, no way around it. <laughs> half credit. As your own referee. You know, if, if you were so confident in the rest of your picks, you wouldn't need that half credit. All right, we continue here. Uh, so bitter. Kurt Angle, Sting, and Matt Morgan, and I mean, we'll talk about it more when the match itself arrives, but there's been talk in the chat. We were talking about it, guys, before we turned on the stream tonight. Sting's not the answer to be the... I, I mean, it's an emergency situation, obviously, but I don't think Sting's your answer as the new world champion. He's not your answer, but they'll put it on Sting because, well, he's Sting. Well, they could put it on Sting. He could go into Bound for Glory, the champion. He's supposed to retire after Bound for Glory. And he could lose it like he always does at Bound for Glory, except for last year when they gave it to him and he didn't lose it. So, I don't know. I just think Sting Sting is not the answer. Matt Morgan, obviously, is it was my pick, regardless, before all this broke down. Yeah, I'm going with Matt Morgan. He's a young guy. He might not be at world championship level right now, but give him a go with it. I mean, it's really your only option at this point. you got a guy in Sting who can't really work anymore. Who's hurt half the time. Yep. Just doesn't have it. Who needs knee surgery. At least Matt Morgan can go. And that's true. Yep, Matt Morgan can go. Uh, he doesn't stutter anymore, that's for sure. Well, you're going to get me involved in this whole stuttering thing, aren't you? No, not that at all. That was the worst thing that WWE ever did to that guy. Matt Morgan could have been a bona fide superstar years ago had they not let him go or saddled him down with some stupid stuttering gimmick. I mean, you, you got to give it up to the guy. He's he's huge. He's physically gifted. I mean, great athlete. I think he'd do well as a champion. Even if it is for the short term, you know, it's still a way to go. A transitional champion at best. Right. Until he's exactly. ready. Well, I mean, it's just been uh, a transitional uh, pay-per-view, as, as uh, Adam and the guys talked about on uh, WNL. So let's uh, run it down. Kurt Angle, Sting, Matt Morgan. The Legends Championship, hey, I'm going to put myself through a table, Mick Foley versus Kevin Nash, and uh, I, I may be the only one, but I'm a little bit optimistic in this one. I, I think they're they're honestly going to pull pull out a a worthwhile effort. You think so? Yeah. Maybe I'll be wrong, who knows. Uh, TNA X Division Championship, the champion Homicide, who cashed in his feast or fire, or money in the bank, or whatever you want to call it. We'll face Samoa Joe, and I think Samoa Joe's time to be the X Division champion has returned. Although, like I said, I've met Homicide. We, we got to talk to him for a few minutes. Really solid individual, and uh, if he kept the belt, I wouldn't. it wouldn't bother me in the least. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I mean, you look at the card. It is kind of a weak card, though. 
Well, it's a transitional pay-per-view. Uh, Booker T and Steiner against Team 3D for the TNA Tag Team titles. Uh, if uh, 3D wins here, those 22-time T-shirts go out the window. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say that uh, I'm looking forward to a Dudley Boys win. I'm sticking with uh, Steiner and Booker. Steiner and Booker. Steel Asylum match we already have taken place. British Invasion now recognized by New Japan as the IWGP Tag Team Champions against Beer Money. I'm going to take the same perspective as I did on the last show where the champions will retain, which they did on the pay-per-view. They didn't on TV, but they'll retain on the pay-per-view because the IWGP wants uh, probably doesn't want doesn't mind one title change in the United States, but if they get two, three, four, five, it's just going to throw everything into confusion. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. Uh, I think, what match are they setting up for right now? I know Matt Morgan is, well, uh, is backstage, so... Well, they're taking down that insane Steel Asylum structure. That's what they're well, doing right so now. That means there's going to be like 20 minutes of, of downtime. Well, that's how it always has been for Hard Justice, no question. IWGP Tag Team Championships, the British Invasion against Beer Money, Inc. The briefcase on the line, Hernandez, uh, who never had it, who never lost it, apparently has to try to re-earn it against uh, <laughs> Rob Terry, who, according to what we heard on Wrestling News Live, maybe hasn't had a lot of work in the ring, but has an impressive physique. There's no question about that. Yeah, that's a guy that uh, they need to give a wellness test to right there, I'm telling yeah. you. Well, speaking of wellness, I think uh, in the three or four weeks since the, the, the previous tapings, Mr. Morgan maybe hasn't been in the gym as much as he should be, but believe me, if I'm the one with the beer gut, so I shouldn't be uh, complaining too much about another guy maybe taking a week off from the gym. The $50,000 bounty match, which... Did you just say Matt Morgan has a beer gut? No, no, I said I have a beer gut, which means that uh, I shouldn't complain or criticize someone who's probably taken a week off from, from his uh, regular athletic workouts. Abyss and Jethro Holiday for a $50,000 bounty, which appears to be next. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Murdoch gets, goes from the, the very bottom leg of one roster to the very bottom leg of another roster. And once again, Angelina Love and ODB in the TNA Knockouts Championship. Go Canada. Go Canada? Go Canadian wrestlers. Go Canada? What the hell is Go Canada? Go Canada, go Canadian. I, I combine wow. the two. Well, you know what, guys? Speaking of the knockouts, if, if they do have a knockout show, i got to tell you, i got the perfect color commentator sitting right beside me here tonight. Uh, I, don't, I can't think of any other females that could be uh, appropriate color commentators. You know what? With that being said, since we're waiting for the cage to go down and we're seeing this, uh, this absolutely wonderful video package of uh, Abyss and Jethro Holiday. And then we're going to take a quick commercial break. For those of you who didn't catch uh, the Jimmy Fallon show this week, uh, Triple H made uh, an appearance, and you're going to be hearing that right here in our commercial break. We'll be right back with continuing coverage of Sunday Night Showdown for Hard Justice.
coming. Thank you for coming on. How awesome is that? Come on, it's just every night I go. Oh my God, the roots are tremendous. That was a great entrance right there. You know, I, a lot of planning went into that. Years of, of planning <laughs> Years went of into wet, that planning, entrance. Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just well, glad I didn't get stuck in the hole. <laughs> it was a very tiny yeah. entrance. Yeah, it was a little. you're a big dude. Uh, Ashton, you a fan of uh, WWE? Huge fan. Yeah, huge, huge fan. Huge. I actually have, I have a jaw, I have a Chihuahua that every time you come on, it barks at the screen. Like, for, uh, I, I don't know why. It's, just, it literally, it's just your character. Like a just happy when bark you, or a bad bark? Just when you're on, it bites. It's like, and it will bark until you're off. You guys, fans cross species. Women, guys, dogs, everyone loves me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's the greatest. Uh, everyone's excited about SummerSlam. SummerSlam is coming up. Yeah, it's, uh, that's our second biggest show of the year after WrestleMania, and it's uh, August 23rd. It's on Sunday. It's, it's, it is the summer version of WrestleMania. It, it pretty much is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's our summer version of WrestleMania, and it's uh, it's going to be big this year because it's the return of Degeneration X, which is uh, <laughs> myself and Shawn Michaels. And, yeah, Shawn Michaels. And who, who craziness are, ensues? Who are you wrestling against? Can you say? We're going to wrestle against uh, two new guys in the business called Legacy that are partners with Randy Orton and. Uh, Things don't look good for them. Yeah. <laughs> You're calling them out right now. I love it. That's the way it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's no skee-ball tournament or anything. <laughs> they don't make any private. You never and know. we might make a deal where the loser has to tweet that the, uh, <laughs> they got beat at SummerSlam. You know? <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that happens a well, lot. You never know. You never know. I mean, don't, never say never. No, yeah. You might happen. have to tweet on uh, SummerSlam. It could happen. Are I, you on Twitter? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, you don't, no. I don't know how to tweet or twat or any of it. <laughs> Which is tweeting in the past tense. Well, all right, okay, good. I can't help it. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's when you, uh, that's a previous tweet is a twat. Right. Because <laughs> a lot of people that do tweet are twats. No, 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 no. That's what we want. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was trying to help. Like, so I was trying to bring that for you. If it was tweeted, it was. <laughs> it was, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But, you're, yeah, you might be right. i got to check my uh, stats on that. I, I must say, uh, when we had the video game. We have uh, SmackDown. Uh, and we play all, all the time in the office. And I always play you. And then, uh, uh, because that's, I want to win. Cool. So, uh, but now I heard that you, you have a new one coming out. We do. And you have some downloadable content. We do. Where people can play as me. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an amazing new concept. You can download the infallible Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> the, yeah. The, uh, the, that's amazing, they call me. That, that's amazing is your finisher. Is that's my the, finisher. The, 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 it's that's amazing. amazing. Yes. Uh, you, brought, you have a clip that you guys we made do up. Ha we do have a clip. Uh, if we can play it now. There you go. Here's my entrance here. Yeah. There's me and you. Get ready for that's amazing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Tight jeans. Bang. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Wait a second. Too much showboating. No, no, it's not enough. 
前です。おーい、全然疲れてない。最高のメンバーです。ね。Welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown, continuing our coverage of Hard Justice. As we now have uh, the match in progress, Jethro Holiday, you know him as Trevor Murdoch, taking on Abyss. You, you know, just love saying that now. What? Hard Justice. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good when you do it, though. Well, believe me, I wasn't trying to top you, because there's because no you point. You couldn't. There's it's no true. point. Absolutely none. What a, what a very lackluster match we're being tuned to. I was actually... I was actually more into the interview with uh, Triple H on Jimmy Fallon than I am with this match, so uh, there you go. Well, are you going to download the Jimmy, Coll- Jimmy Fallon downloadable content? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's on my top of the list. Well, yeah, well then JJ Sexa one can, or Adam or Trey, can beat the hell out of him. Yeah, well, you obviously know there really is no Jimmy Fallon DLC. I mean, you didn't really believe that, I hope. No, of course not. I mean, because if you did, then I have to break it to you that there's no Santa Claus. And I don't want to do that. Uh-oh. Easter Bunny doesn't exist either, Dave. What? I hope there's no kids listening to this. Where did all I'm that gonna chocolate feel really come bad. from? I'm going to feel like the biggest... Exist? Absolutely he doesn't. Where did all Where that did chocolate get come that from? Chocolate this year? Uh, the Cadbury Bunny. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Well, isn't the Cadbury Bunny the Easter Bunny? No. Duh! Anyway, um, uh, well, speaking of Raw versus SmackDown 2010, the E-Fed is all ready to go. We're, uh, we're doing our preliminary but, work but, on that. But what does that have to do with SmackDown versus Raw 2010? Well, because eventually, if 2010 has the aspects that 2008 has, you want to use 2010 to have it to be more up-to-date. But I don't know that that's the case. So for right now, we're going to use... When does that come out? Well, I'm getting to that. (laughs) Just chill. We're going to use Raw. We're going to use Raw versus SmackDown 2008, obviously. Yeah. For now. Once the the game comes out, 2010, once I learn more features about it, which, quite frankly, we should know about this coming Thursday. There's a a clock countdown. They're going to start talking about it. Oh, okay. I know GamingRing.com, my good friend Charles Shane, uh, is going to be... I know Mike Regan, his cohort, and a couple other guys from Gaming Ring are going to be in Los Angeles when they unveil the game, the press conference. So they'll have, uh, they'll have all kinds of tweeters going on there, twats or whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. Where's the beep? Where's the beep? I don't know. No, it's the internet, folks. But uh, I'm looking forward to, to finding out exactly what's in store. I did see Jimmy... I actually watched the video to that. And the video of the game itself that they played, I don't know... It, Kind of looks suspicious to me. I don't know if it's the new game or not, but either way, I'm looking forward to what they have in store. They've been very secretive about it at this point, so usually we know about it right around the time WrestleMania rolls in. 
So they've been very secretive for a long time, and we've got a week to go before it's, it's unveiled. And once everything has been told, I know what's going on, then you'll be the first to know right here on Sunday Night Showdown because I will, I will tell the world exactly what's going on with uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2010. Yeah, we'll see for our uh, SummerSlam show, hey, in just one week's time. Crowley, you're not getting jobbed out. Mace is getting jobbed out. Trey is getting jobbed out. I'm not going to job you out. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> and Abyss there defeats Jethro Holiday. Speaking of another one of those funky TNA names, Jethro Holiday loses to Abyss, and the 50000 has yet to be claimed. Now, if they were going to give him, and they obviously did, the outlaw Jethro Holiday. When I think of the name Holiday and I think of the Outlaw, the first thing that pops into my mind is Doc Holiday from Tombstone. Okay? Now, if Jethro Holiday were going around saying, I'm your Huckleberry, like that would be cool to me. Oh, okay, to try to develop the character. Exactly. You don't watch Westerns, so you have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. But when I think of Holiday, I think Cancun, Paris. Cuba. I think of the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Italy. I don't think this dude. Wow, it's degenerating here. As Jethro Holiday is being being chewed out right now by Dr. Stevie. And this... Wait, I actually won this, actually. I did say Abyss would win this match, so... Oh, well, I think everybody had Abyss. But, uh, well, that's the thing. Like, I remember saying at the end of the last pay-per-view when, when Stevie Richards got, uh, got the, basically the cattle prod into his, into his, the stun gun into his chest. Well, that, Stevie, that should have been the end of the angle. Looks it's like the, Stevie did just get stun gunned as uh, <laughs> uh, the outlaw, Trevor Holiday. <laughs> Jethro Holiday. Whatever you want to call him. Just knocked the shit out of uh, Dr. Stevie. So there you go. But yeah, it's been a month since then and it probably will continue for another month. And, you know, I said this on Wrestling News Live. I'm going to say it again here. I was very offended by the promo that uh, Stevie Richards cut last week on Impact when he said that he was going to make Abyss drown in his own puke. Yeah, exactly. And I found that very offensive, seeing as how his best friend, uh, Crash Holly, Mad Mikey, actually died that way in his house. And that, to me, that was, that was a little unsettling. But... Uh, I guess we forget about things like that, don't we? Yeah. Well, I guess he forgot about things like that because he's the one that said it. And uh, Kurt Angle's being interviewed right now. Obviously, he's just concluded his filming of the the next version of the Transporter, and now is completely uh, clean uh, (laughs) from the neck up. Clean? He's not in the Transporter, Dave. Didn't he just get caught with drugs? Well, I he, wouldn't say he, that's clean, he, but he, hey, he, looks he doesn't pretty have good a beard or any hair on his the top of his head. He looks pretty good for just coming out of the slammer and being out on bail. You think so? He, lo- I thought he looked a little. Uh, oh, I would have expected tired. him to be <laughs> overly beat tired. Up. I would have expected everyone to be like, "Hey, you're Kurt Angle," and just like kick his ass because I'm sure he was in the lockup where they've got you know Big Bubba and oh wait. He's on the pay-per-view, too. Never mind. Big Bubba. That would be Ray Trailer. Yeah, he, he died a long time ago. You talking about Bubba Ray? Blubba Ray? Okay, <laughs> have you people never heard of Big Bubba in jail? Oh. Have I'm, you never heard of that? And then combine that with Bubba Ray? Everyone's done. Do I have Calm to explain down. everything to you people? 
every down the mic. Okay, everyone's typical God. cellmate. Wow, she's mad. She don't have any liquor in her. She's mad. Well, jeepers. God, woman. I as had to explain that. I bet you all the people in the chat. I got that. it, but I was just having fun at your expense. <laughs> the chatters are fun are uh, are giving you a lot of credit here. Uh, they are? As as giving Harmony a lot of credit. They are. Hernandez comes down to the ring to try to claim back his Money in the Bank World Heavyweight title shot. And could we see him later in the evening during the main event? Possibly. Or maybe we'll see him lose. Well, he could cash it in and lose. I mean, no we, way. We've no, never. I'm talking about doesn't win back the briefcase, guys. There's no guarantee he's winning well, that. Well, as he's facing Mr. Wellness himself, oh, Rob yeah, Terry. Yeah, Rob Terry's going over in this one. Yeah, no, no fucking way. Come on, are you serious? Hernandez is getting the push of a lifetime since he's coming back. Do you think this guy right here can't even fucking do a wrist lock? He doesn't know what the fuck a wrist lock is. But he can beat the shit out of people. But you'll feel pretty damn stupid if he does win. If Rob Terry wins, I'm quitting the show. Okay? How's that? He is not going over in this match. being recorded? And if, and if uh, John Cena wins the belt and holds it all the way to... WrestleMania. Dave, Dave. That was so and, two and years ago, okay? <laughs> so two years ago. <laughs> well, do we want to switch over to uh, the other wrestling company who's got a pay-per-view in seven days? Well, I guess we could. You want to talk about it? Bring Why it up. Why do we want to talk about Summerfest? We thought we are talking about... Arr, justice! That was good. I thought it was pretty hot. Wow. Well, are you looking forward to Freddie Prince Jr. tomorrow night as the uh, as the guest host of Monday Night Raw? Wow, that was so forgettable. I totally forgot, so you just rem- reminded me. Former member of the writing team. I was actually hoping that maybe, you know, uh, Kenny from the Spirit Squad was going to host. I mean, Freddie Prince, really? At least Freddie Prince is a wrestling fan, a big wrestling fan. Better than I can say about a few of the guest hosts that have never even watched wrestling. Mr. Oh, Summerfest himself? Oh, no, but he works out with Triple H. He Maybe. said that in an interview. He oh, okay. He works out with Triple H. They're, they're buddies. You know. Well, no wonder he's, he's the guest host. Wow. Oh, Rob Terry's got the, uh, the master lock. He does, and, and Hernandez was getting overpowered by all three members of the British invasion. But just as the Americans did back in the 1700s, <laughs> they've repelled the British invasion. So there you go. You got it. Well, I mean, I have to tell you. Whoa! Wow. 30 Quick match, seconds. 30 seconds. Um, Hernandez won. Ooh, yeah. Gee, I Didn't wonder see what's that happening. one coming. Glad my job is secure. Yeah, it's a good thing that your job is secure because, you know, I choose to watch the show with with anticipation and hopefulness, not just assume I know everything that's going to happen before I even go into it. Oh, you're so agitated tonight. I am cranky as fuck. Featured guacamole. Oh, yeah, I said it. You want to know why I'm so damn cranky? Why are you so damn cranky? I don't know, something about maybe the Saddle Dome here in Calgary seats 18, 20,000 without the ice on it, with chairs on the ground, well, you got around a ring, and there was 
7,000 people. In a city of a million and a half, we had 7,000 people. you got to keep in mind the, uh, the the blocked off area for the set, Okay, which so probably brings it down to about 15. Okay, so they didn't even half fill it. No, it's still more than 15. Well, It's still more than 15. The if, Reba, if Reba can sell out at 17,000 at the Saddle Dome... That's because she doesn't need the big structure. She can just be in the middle of the floor. No, uh, my point floor. is not of, of how much oh, space okay. her set I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. I'm saying if Reba can sell it out, we should have been able to have 7, 000, more than 7,000 people there. We should have been able to have 10,000. Well, as one of the 7,000 people that was there, I had, a, I had a fun time. I mean, with typical Monday Night Raw programming... You've got a, you've got commercial breaks. You've got uh, on on camera vignettes that are not seen to the live crowd, and yeah, there, which takes a lot out of out of the live experience. Because, like I said, you're literally, as I said on Wrestling News Live on Monday night, you're literally sitting there for four minutes with nothing going on. Yeah, they have the uh, the tribute to the troops videos, which I appreciate, but once again, you're not in the country that those troops are from, so it, it seems a little unnecessary but well but not necessarily because troops get mixed up it's not just there's american troops representing this area canadian british u.s they all fight together they all end up together so it's not necessarily that they're not ever going to have canadian people see the troops but i mean it's not it's not my first time going to a taping oh wait i didn't attend for the first time in 13 years but you, you get that. But at the same time, nothing is like going to a live show. That being said, it ain't coming back to Calgary anytime soon. Well, no. I mean, what? It's been, what, five years, four years since they were last here? And obviously... They or for a TV taping. They yeah. didn't do very well. But then again, you didn't really give us a lot on the show either. I mean, best match of the night and really best match of the week, and I'll get to that later on, had to have been the match they had before Raw even started, which was the Superstars taping, yeah, which I absolutely. actually caught today between uh, two of my favorites, John Morrison and David Hart Smith. Yeah, John Morrison and David Hart Smith was a fantastic match. I got a chance to talk to David Hart Smith for a few minutes uh, after the Edmonton uh, SmackDown taping. He was very pleased with not only the SmackDown main event that him and his Hart uh, Dynasty cohorts took took place with um, Jeff Hardy, but he was very pleased with the John Morrison match that took place on, on Superstars. Uh, I, uh, I asked him, I said, it seems to me that John Morrison seems like a, a good guy to, to deal with and, and make playing spots with, and he said, yeah, he couldn't have been a, a better guy to deal with, and I was very happy with how it turned out. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to, uh, to D.H. Smith and John Morrison. Not only that... Uh, Carlito and Rosa Mendez over Mickey James and Kofi Kingston was fantastic. Kofi Kingston live is a sight to see. He impressed the hell out of me that He's night. He's Jamaican Dave crazy. He's Jamaican Dave crazy. And finally, Goldust and, gay. Goldust and Sheamus went probably 20 minutes. And even the crowd in Edmonton could not believe the number of uh, close finishes and uh, two and a half counts and just how much they beat the hell out of each other. And... Of the four shows this week, guys, if you're going to check them out uh, on your PVR or whatever, you got to check out, uh, from top to bottom, the Superstar Show. You know, yeah, I did actually watch that today. It doesn't air uh, until today in Canada. I actually did DVR it this morning and watched it this afternoon. And I was very impressed with it. Like I said, match of the week for me 
was DH and uh, and John Morrison. But the Goldust and Sheamus match was very good. It was glad to see that Goldust finally got a win out of Sheamus because usually it's Sheamus getting the upper hand on Goldust. Very good match. Got the roll up. And I'm going to have to agree with you on that, which I don't like to do very often. But the fact that you said that was the show this week to watch, I'm in total agreement with. Right. Uh, When it came to SmackDown, once again, John Morrison and CM Punk had a fantastic, fantastic match. So two for two on two consecutive nights for for the former Johnny Nitro, former Tough Enough contest winner. Uh, ECW was solid. I was kind of disappointed. I was telling you before the show, uh, I I didn't think the... uh, the Abraham Washington segments went over all that well because the crowd wanted to, to cheer the heck out of Christian. Once, unfortunately, he didn't really do a shout out to uh, to anybody either d- during the program or after the program had uh, had gone to commercial, which is disappointing. Well, you know, you bring up the Abraham Washington show. That, that's a very uh, a very good point of contention at this point. I think WWE. I don't know if they're just really wanting to push this kid hard or really wanting to get something going. But in its current form, the Abraham Washington show is completely non-listenable or watchable. It's the stupidest fucking show I've ever seen. Of any of the segments that they give anyone, Carlitos Cabana, the highlight reel, this is the one guy that is untested and yep. is not ready for the position that they're giving him. He's not funny. He has no charisma whatsoever. That would be like, I don't know, just giving some random bum off the street a show on a wrestling card. doesn't work. And you don't just give some random bum from anywhere a show on a wrestling card when nobody knows who the fuck they are. Well, and he, like I said, from the moment he debuted, he has made a bad impression on everybody. Yeah. I and did. if Vince is, is upset or stressed out at his lack of uh, star status or his lack of production, uh, just take a look at what you're putting out there. If it doesn't work, fix it. Right. Um, the, the one thing about the Abraham Washington show that I did like was that when Christian said, if you say anything negative about me ever again, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And so Washington throws like ten cards in the air because that's all, because he had his insults written down on it. Uh, apparently William Regal, out of, out of a, a thick smoke, has emerged the number one contender for the ECW championship. Thank goodness it's not Dreamer and uh, Christian again. Regal and Christian, I think, can do a lot of good stuff. Dreamer and Regal's match was solid. Obviously, Tommy Dreamer was legit hurt from the uh, injury from the Extreme Rules match that the, that Christian and Tommy Dreamer had had the week prior, and is still suffering with it even five days after the contest here in here in Calgary. Well, hold on. You were talking about here in Calgary and uh, or in Edmonton. Sorry. I just wanted to bring up something. Uh, NY Franchise 718 just brought up a good point, and it was on my to-do list to talk about, but uh, since you brought it up, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, you were actually here live in Calgary, correct? I was at both shows, yep. So were you glad to see Eugene? Because you won't see him again. I, I, to- I told the guys after uh, Monday Night Rye, I went down to where the uh, the cars were coming out of the parking lot just to take a look around, it was a nice night. What the hell? And uh, talk to uh, talk to Mr. Eugene and uh, to Chris Masters, both who were getting just uh, berated by the uh, and just absorbed by the uh, 
by the crowd who wanted autographs. They even got somebody who was driving out to stop and pull over because they had to sign autographs. Like, they literally would not let them leave, which I think is a complete, like, completely over the line. If, if a guy's in the car and he's moving towards you, you don't block the car and not allow him access to the exit unless you get an, you get an, arc, uh, an autograph. Well, and but, we've, we've had that discussion several times about how wrestling fans don't seem to understand how to blur the line. Obviously, if you see Chris Jericho taking a shit, don't fucking stand outside the stall and expect him to sign your toilet paper. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, have some class, have some respect. Yeah, and exactly. that really bothers me when I hear stories like that. Well, it was funny because uh, I walked by Eugene and I said, uh, good to have you back, Nick, and he completely disregarded it. Because, because you used his real name. Exactly. And I, based you don't on, do that. Yeah, and based on what... Well, I, I don't know. At the time, I was kind of thinking, well, hey, this is a fan who really knows who you are and, and wants to give you the proper respect. But after I heard everything on Wrestling News Live this past week, yeah, I do regret it. I mean, like I said... It was like I wasn't even there. He didn't even respond to it. But well, it's the, the but same reason why we don't give their names on the air. It's, dis, it's disrespectful. I know every single Stampede wrestler, PWA wrestler's names. I do not use them on the air, even though I know them, because it's disrespectful. I don't even call them by their real name when I see them. Yeah, I don't do that either. It's disrespectful. Yeah. But, um, so while you might may know your stuff and it, you, you may think it's, it's that way, these people are, are there to be a gimmick. And if you don't use their gimmick, then that's disrespectful to them. Well, yeah, it's like you're implying that you know him personally. You don't know him personally. You just know what he's done in wrestling. And that's, that's, that's really kind of over the line. So, I mean, you know, yeah, you made well, a mistake. Well, like I said, I, well, yeah, believe me. And then, um, I mean, when I said Harry... Like he rec- well, he saw me first, and, and it's like, hey, Harry, how you doing? Because, I mean, everybody from Calgary had come down, and, like, there were half a dozen people. Harry, Harry, come over here. So I didn't feel about it too bad about okay, it Okay, but uh, that's earlier. different. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. That I'm is making completely that, different. I'm making the distinction, yeah. And believe me, I'll, I'll approach it differently the next time. But you know what? I know Harry. I've hung out with Harry many times. Used to be quite good friends with Harry. But if it was after a wrestling show and I was out there where the cars were... I'd say, hey, D.H., I wouldn't say, hey, Harry. She's got a point, too. Oh, I completely agree, yeah, completely. Um, but uh, getting back to ECW, a good friend of ours was, unfortunately, Tyler Rex's latest victim. But And, and I but did give look, out his real look, name because that's but, the name that they gave him on yeah, the show. Tom James, <laughs> a.k.a. T-Bone. But he looked really good. I thought he looked, he, he looked very, very good. There was the whole issue between uh, Paul Burchill and and the Hurricane, and when Hurricane uh, came through the crowd and and his music hit, the crowd had a huge uh, huge reaction to it. The whole uh, Paul Burchill Yoshitatsu match was was interesting to say the least. I I initially was seated in front of two eight year olds and a six year old, and uh, that must wh- have been fun. Oh well, I moved as, as soon as this match ended to an emptier section, but. Uh, one minute Yoshi was in Yoshi Tatsu was in control, so, and and this is near the back of the arena, so there's no way they can hear anything. But oh look, a 69 spot. Gee, did we see this one coming? As the British invasion are about to get very comfy cozy with each other, Brutus Magnus is about to be shoved crotch first into the face of Doug Williams. Because Doug Williams could not have lifted up as they did that. 
Oh. Well, yeah, uh, they were cheering Yoshitatsu one minute, then they were booing him, then they were cheering him, then they were booing him, and I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. But, nice. Uh, but Ezekiel Jackson and and uh, Vladimir Kozlov had another stare down, and it was a can you top this kind of situation where uh, they both beat the hell out of the opponent, listed here on WrestleView as uh, Kevin Brooks, and the opening contest was... Thank God it wasn't T-Bone. Yeah, I, and you know what? We got lucky in that respect. I'm, I'm going to talk to T-Bone here hopefully next weekend and and uh, have a feature on the PWA Wrestling website if he is so inclined. And the opening match, Shelton Benjamin against woo-woo, Zack Ryder, and uh, Shelton got the victory with the pay dirt. Please don't do that ever again. I thought that was the tradition whenever we talked about Zack Ryder. Maybe I was wrong. It scared you, Harmony? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. Right now, the British invasion taking over on uh, on beer money as Doug Williams gets the tag in from Brutus Magnus. But no, the crowd in Edmonton really enjoyed themselves. It was about 11-5, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I figured it out. No, it was 10-5. 10-5, sorry. I figured it out. The reason why Calgary only did 7,000 and why Edmonton did 10,000 was because Calgary wanted to see the Calgary wrestlers. So instead of coming to see Raw, yeah, they all went up to Edmonton. That's exactly what it is. Well, but technically, you did see David Hart Smith and Natalia. Yeah, but but they weren't on the ever. roster. They had no idea they, they were going to be there for a Superstars taping. That is that is true. They weren't on the schedule. And I find that a little offensive, being that this is their hometown. Yeah, so. but they're not, on this, they're not on the Raw roster. No, I understand that. Oh, okay. I, I so, just... Overall, I wasn't happy with the choice that they made with Sergeant Slaughter. Not that I have a problem with Slaughter. I, I no. happen to like his work. I, you know what? I was so displeased the first time I ever saw Sergeant Slaughter. Like, I didn't follow his career when I was younger. Didn't really know who Slaughter was. But I used to watch G.I. Joe like a motherfucker. And let me tell you, first time Sergeant Slaughter made his debut on G.I. Joe, I thought, who the fuck is this guy? And then I found out he was a wrestler, and I thought... Fuck! I can't wait to see this guy. Man, was I disappointed when I said when I saw Lard Ass Sergeant Slaughter, who is you know portrayed as this big buff, I could beat the whole Cobra Battalion, Rob Terry kind of situation. Exactly. I was so disappointed <laughs> the first time. You know, Sergeant Slaughter, give me a fucking break. So I, I figured it out. That's exactly what it was. We would have easily had fifteen thousand here, but you know they all went up to Edmonton, and really Edmonton drew much better than Calgary. You but know what? I'll tell you needed, why. No, they needed Calgarians to headline their main event. I agree totally with that. I'll tell you exactly why uh, Edmonton had 3,500 more fans. Uh, I, I mentioned this off the air uh, before we started. Calgary had a lot of sophisticated fans and and uh, a lot of, let's just say, normal down walking downtown, down the street, people you'd see at the front of a line of a nightclub kind of people. In Edmonton, well, in, in both cities, a lot of kids, a lot of Jeff Hardy and uh, Rey Mysterio and a John Cena merchandise sold, but in Edmonton, a lot more single men, hardly any women who weren't, who weren't uh, the <coughs> little, little women, but... Um, like kids. Fem- what the fuck are you talking about? Girls. I turn my head for five seconds and I hear little women. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> women. <laughs> shorter women, I guess. 
who are still in elementary school. Just but, uh, kids. But kids. But but uh, a, a lot of typical, let's just say atypical wrestling fans uh, in the Edmonton crowd. Edmonton, a lot more of a uh, blue-collar city. Although I enjoyed being there, I can't believe I'm saying it either, being a 30-year Calgarian, but... Uh, yeah, yeah Edmonton, Edmonton. Edmonton knows how I feel about for, it. For those of you who don't know what's going on here, obviously, uh, if you're familiar at all with Calgary and Edmonton, you know there's a huge rivalry. Huge both, rivalry. Both have their own hockey teams. and uh, yeah, Edmonton's the city of memories. Well, yeah, and you know Calgary did do better than Edmonton in, in hockey this past year. So. And in football. Weren't we the champions? Yeah, we're the defending champions. And, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Pinfall as uh, Doug Williams... Gets the pin on, I believe that was uh, Robert Roode. I thought it was James Storm. No, it was Robert Roode. I turned my hat. I throw long hair. James Storm is now cleaning house as the British Invasion, both in the ring. But uh, still, your IWGP Tag Team Champions, Brutus Magnus, Doug Williams, the British Invasion. And the reason for that is simple. Um, They have to be. But yeah. so, you can't change the belt without permission. So I'm two and a half right tonight. Two and, two and, a, two and a half out of three? Two and a half out of three ain't bad. There's a meatloaf song somewhere. You can find it. I don't know. Two, there's <laughs> two and a half out of three. Yeah. Okay, don't sing. Please. Okay. But uh, no, Edmonton and Calgary hate each other. And Edmonton, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. But you have a nice city and... A few no, of my they don't. Have a, you driven in Edmonton? I, a few of my uh, very good friends live in Edmonton, and unfortunately for them, but we press on. But I had a, I had a fun, I had a lot of fun, and we'll keep talking about uh, SmackDown and ECW and Raw when we come back. Well, there you have it, Doug Williams, Brutus Magnus, still your IWGP Tag Team Championship or champion, excuse me. Uh, we'll, we'll return in just a few moments with more continuing coverage of Sunday Night Showdown and Hard Justice right after this. If you don't plan, you're out on the limb. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I.
away slowly. He tried to bite me. Never try to pet an animal you don't know. He may be lost, sick, or scared. You mean he might be dangerous. That's right. If we don't know, we leave him alone. And we don't get bit. Now I know. And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Two forces waging endless war Every day they waste more When the day is done And they go home What do they do for fun? Night falls on G.I. Joe headquarters Shipwreck just got season one of the Wonder Years Doc is reading Dostoevsky It's no jobs drinking beer I heard he likes to drink quite a bit Snake Eyes is painting landscapes It makes him feel at peace His latest is a series Sunsets on the beach And Scarlet lies awake and wonders Will Duke still love me when I'm old? I see the way He looks at Lady J Someday he's gonna leave me in the cold No, do don't go Night falls on the Cobra Terradrome Storm shadows taking out the trash Tomax's boosting Zamot's wallet Needs the extra cash Commander loves 70s boogie And he's a big fan of three dog night Who's the loneliest number? When he takes over the world The first thing he'll do Is make him reunite And Zartan sits up late and wonders I wonder, wonder who is the real me And in the end Do I really have any friends Love me for being Zartan Love me for being me Destro Destro and the Baroness Destro and the Baroness Practicing the Baroness Destro and the Baroness Practicing the Baroness Practicing the Baroness Practicing the Baroness Jogging on his family His best friend is some guy He doesn't even know If things could always be this way Wouldn't that be nice? But no dice 
Cobra's got the master vice. Welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the reason that Jeff Hardy is a professional wrestler, because he can't make it <laughs> as a singer. Uh, of course, we are continuing our coverage of TNA's Justice. That last commercial break was brought to you by G.I. Joe. Because knowing is half the battle. That's right. Uh, well, we have a knockout championship, singles title up for grabs in a tag team match. And if Andy Knowles is listening, which I know he is, if Cody Deaner and ODB win, we're holding the title hostage. Ah! We're not, but I'm sure Andy will. Oh, absolutely. I could care less. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If you, if you caught Impact this past week during the four-way dance ladies' match, which was fantastic, um, the, the comment by Don West that stood out most to me was how he was discussing the situation with Velvet Sky because he was making her breakfast. And uh, <laughs> I think that's a situation that all of us would like to be in, being able to make Velvet Sky some Yeah, breakfast. okay, like we all know, he's really not making Velvet Sky breakfast. And there was a lot of rumors going around, and I don't think it's been confirmed, but I did read a post from Gregory Helms saying that people shouldn't believe everything they read unless it comes from directly him and Velvet Sky. Exactly. So, as far as I know, they're still together. But... I've been wrong before. Well, like uh, Latino said in the chat room, who would who would ever dare break up with her? I think Latino's upset with me because he really didn't enjoy that little G.I. Joe tribute I put together tonight. Well, the movie came out uh, this past week, so seems appropriate to me. And I want to say this. If you guys go on YouTube and, and uh, type in The Ballad of G.I. Joe, you can actually see that. It's a music video, and i got to tell you, the costumes in that music video that you just heard... Some of them are better than the damn costumes in the G.I. Joe movie. Um, I was going to give a review of G.I. Joe here tonight. However, I'm going to save that because I'm going to be uh, pretty much taking over Tuesday nights as uh, the Trey Dog obviously has the doghouse, but he's going to be on hiatus for a while. And rather than host his show, I'm going to go ahead and debut my new show, which I'm going to be called, that's going to be called Plugged In uh, on Tuesday nights. And I'm going to do it live for all you listeners on the VIP. So... Tuesday night, mark your calendars. We're going to come right back to WrestleView and uh, plugged in with JJ Sexay will be featured this Tuesday night. We'll review G.I. Joe. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. But like I was saying, the Ballad of G.I. Joe, look it up on YouTube. You'll come up with this video, and it's freaking hilarious. The Snake Eyes costume, I think, is, is ten times better than the one in the movie. Just the stuff. Destro and, and uh, the Baroness playing the clarinet. Storm Shadow taking out the trash. Chuck Liddell plays gung-ho. You know, Henry Rollins is Duke. Julianne Moore is Scarlet. How, like, how old is this? I don't know how old it is. My brother actually tipped me off to this thing the other night, and I died laughing watching it. 
so much better when you actually see the video, but the song is hilarious too. But that's my rant on uh, on G.I. Joe for the moment. Yeah, we'll look forward to the uh, the official review this coming Tuesday as uh, Trey's move is uh, in the middle of a move to take that new job, as we all know. So we'll give him a couple of weeks off to, to arrange that. Uh, Monday Night Raw, I mean, yeah, we are going back six days, but like I said, I, I did want to give you some personal perspectives simply because I was in the audience. What what was your take on Randy Orton kind of snaking away from the big show and taking the 10 count? Obviously, they're trying to plant some seeds that maybe something could be happening here, but you know what, guys? The MVPs of the last three or four weeks of World Wrestling Entertainment, no matter what the program, has been Chris Jericho and the big show. Well, I'm going to say this. As far as Randy Orton just kind of tucking his tail and, and walking away, that's his gimmick right now. He is the cowardly heel, and that is what he's supposed to do. And I think it's great. It reminds me a lot of when Money, Inc., two of my favorite wrestlers, uh, IRS and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, were tag team champions. And rather than actually lose matches uh, by getting pinned, they would simply just walk away yep. with their title in tow. Now, the title wasn't on the line in this, but I love the fact that Randy Orton is playing the heel to the T. And I think I still say he's the best heel in the business today. Oh, no Bar question. None. No question. And there's been a lot of talk that there just aren't enough good heels. And like I said, it depends on the crowd. But Randy Orton was being booed as uh, the big show was being cheered simply because Chris Jericho brought him to the ring. And as I said on WNL six nights ago, uh, Chris Jericho basically turned himself three or four different times within the same two-hour bro- program. But like I said, he that just proves to me how much of a consummate pro he is as Cody Diener gets yet another kiss. Did he just kiss Angelina Love? Uh, Madison Rain. Actually. Oh, it's Madison Rain. So, okay, I'm confused here. Is this a three-on-two? I, I haven't been paying attention. Honestly. No, it's it's a two-on-two, but uh, Madison Rain decided to get involved as I think the hairspray may make an appearance here pretty quick. Ah, uh, Cody Deaner gets one in the beans. Well, he's the only one that And a could. kick to the chin by Angelina Love. So, and ODB jumps on top of her. So this has become quite the Donnybrook, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I mean, I, as I was saying while we took the break, I love this gimmick. I'm loving Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. I think they're just doing a fantastic job. And this, uh-oh. She went for the spray and sprayed uh, Velvet Sky to Madison Ray by accident. Is Cody Deaner going to win a knockout belt? Yes, he is. Unbelievable. Title held hostage. ODB. Wow. ODB's the champion because somebody else got the pinfall. I cannot believe they turned this into a tag team match. Neither can I. Yeah, I think that was announced just this past week. On Unbelievable. Impact. So I've lost this one, but then again, they did kind of throw us a curveball. Yeah, oh, definitely, for sure. And uh, So you have to throw this one out, technically. I, <laughs> I I can't be held responsible for this because they threw a curveball at us and made this a tag well, team contest. You know what, they and, have? and I did not lose this because no. that was not the stipulation, so we have to throw this match out. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about it during the break. Maybe you should throw out the, uh, the opening contest, the Steel Asylum match, because... They added the extra stipulation of Elijah Burke showing up, so nobody had the opportunity to pick him. Even though he didn't win, maybe that one should be thrown out, too. Uh, so, but, but, so in legitimate matches, you're two for two, then. Well, I like your way of thinking, but <laughs> Elijah Burke 
despite the fact he did not win, he didn't really make an impact, pun intended, uh, in that particular match that really made a difference. So I'm still sticking with my half a point. Thank you very much. So you're three. I'm protesting that one. I wanted to take it away, so you were two out of two for for the previous matches. But oh, Cody Deaner's taking the belt, now, and Cody is chasing after. Him. Apparently, Cody Deaner thinks that he's the new champion. And you got to believe Angelina Love is, is very dejected right now. She's about to knock the shit out of Velvet Sky. And as we we chatted, or as it was uh, discussed on uh, WNL this week, Scott Demore is coming back from Border City Wrestling in Windsor, Ontario. And if you're in that region, do check it out. It's a fantastic show. Uh, is coming down to uh, to do some booking on, in the place of Dutch Mantel, and apparently he's going to be in charge of the uh, of the of the knockouts. Hopefully, starting tomorrow night, because uh, you know what I think. C. Relly in the chat room is making a great point. Way to kill your women's division, TNA. Absolutely, you're going to put the belt on Cody Deaner. I mean. Did we not learn enough from watching WWE that you, you don't, you know, take a man and put him in the women's division? It just it doesn't work. No. This has been a strong division, and one of the reasons that they're getting high ratings and actually doing well on Spike TV. So, uh, I don't know. Obviously, at Impact, they got to get it off of him somehow. I hope Awesome Kong comes out and just squashes him and takes the belt. That's well, yeah, and then that can set up the Terra Awesome Kong match for Bound for Glory that people have been basically estimating and, and hoping for since since Terra slash Victoria premiered, and that was, what, three or four months ago. So people have been counting down this possibility for five or six months as we go to an interview with Taz and Samoa Joe. Sofa Joe and Spaz. Sofa Joe and Spaz. For those of you joining us, we are halfway through our, uh, our evening tonight, and we'll quickly go over the results as we... Just yeah. saw, but, who, but who's keeping count, really? I'm not. Are you keeping count? I, I, I don't know. I can't I'm just re- having a good time. I can't remember if I'm two and a half out of three or not. Uh, Angelina Love loses the knockout title to ODB. Abyss defeats Jethro Holiday, and the bounty is not collected. Hernandez beats Rob Terry in about 20 seconds, which means he's not that winded, which means he could show up later. British Invasion retain the IWGP Tag Team Championships by defeating Beer Money Incorporated. And Christopher Daniels, who used to be suicide, which is why somebody's giving himself half a point, wins the Steel Asylum match to open the contest as we saw the premiere of the Pope D'Angelo De Niro, otherwise known as Elijah Burke. I don't know. When I heard Angelo De Niro was coming, I thought maybe it was Julio De Niro. His cousin? No, under another gimmick. You remember Easy Money and oh yeah, Julio yeah. De Niro from ECW. Yep, and definitely. I, I was thinking that, but that totally failed. Totally <laughs> failed. I, you know what? I'm just not digging Taz and Samoa Joe together. I well, Taz. Really I don't buy it. Taz really hasn't made a significant impact yet. I mean, yeah, if he's going to interfere in a match or if he's going to uh, bring a hide hide a kendo stick and then hand it to Samoa Joe at the last second, yeah, that would work. But right now, it's it. it, it with TNA, it's it's not a hard thing to say something has failed before it's even started, but I mean people were pessimistic about this situation, and TNA didn't disappoint because Taz's participation with with Samoa Joe really has meant nothing to either one of their careers, and obviously a lot of the talk right now is that that they're together 
simply to just fool the main event mafia three or four months from now and say, oh, it was all a big ruse and we just wanted your money and aha, we fooled you. I got to be honest. I, I feel bad for Samoa Joe. I, I really do. Like, his gimmick in 05, 06 was off the charts. He was one and of the, the rising was stars. For him. Yep. He was one of the rising stars of the company. Uh, and he was definitely one of those guys that wasn't a WWE reject that they were pushing and doing a very good job with. And that's really been the downfall of TNA Wrestling. They're doing the same shit. I know it's been said a hundred times. Maybe somebody's going to get this at some point. Maybe now that Kurt Angle is all in all this legal hot water beating his girlfriend, maybe people understand that TNA has basically done nothing but make the same mistakes that WCW was notorious for making. Bringing in WWE guys and pushing them to the top of the card and forgetting about those homegrown talent they're working with. Guys like Eddie Guerrero and a Chris Benoit years ago. Yep, exactly. You know, guys like Rey Mysterio who were overlooked in favor of the big guys of the former WWE people. So, I don't know. I, I just, I feel bad for Samoa Joe because at one point in time, he was a high point in this, in this particular company. So was AJ Styles. Yep. And both of these guys have been misused and brought to the bottom of the barrel. AJ is nothing more right now than, uh, than a high-profile jobber. And that's sad. Well, you know what? He did have a good, very, very good series with, with Matt Morgan. The two out of three series these past three weeks on Impact were very entertaining. And so he, he does deserve credit for that. As we get ready for Homicide and Samoa Joe, and uh, Jeff, you and I in the last six to eight months have been in the same room as both of these individuals uh, during various tours that they've had in our neck of the woods. Both guys, fantastic to deal with, fantastic to talk to after the shows, and uh, both guys really high-quality wrestlers and high-quality individuals. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this match because, like I said, met both of them and really like both of them as well. You know, one of the big problems I have with Taz and Samoa Joe, I'll be real honest here, anyone who knows anything about Taz, uh, given his early start in the business, his run in ECW, he was, he was never, you know, he was never fat. Taz was physically fit, in great shape, and if anybody watched the Tough Enough series, then you would realize that he was very hard on those guys, okay? And he put them through hell to get them in shape. Now, if you want me to believe that Taz is going to be in charge of a guy like Samoa Joe, I would first of all want to see Joe lose about 50 to 100 pounds, if not more. Trim the weight down and get vicious. And until he does that, there's really no sense in putting him with Taz. What is Taz doing? Eh, put the cheeseburger down. I mean, really, what are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing? And, and I think Samoa Joe is a hell of an athlete. He is awesome in person. I have not seen him yeah, in a in while. In person, definitely, yeah. You know, I mean, granted, the last time we saw him, he wasn't wearing the Sofa Joe pants. But No, he wasn't. He's gained a lot of weight since the last time I saw him. But the guy is poetry in motion when he's moving. For a guy that size, he can move, and he can work. I haven't seen shit in Joe in eight months, and that's really sad. Yeah, it just really bothers me. Yeah, the last time we saw him, he faced AJ Styles, another great guy, another great uh, post-match conversation to, that I've enjoyed. Uh, and they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it only went about nine or ten minutes. Basically, uh, both guys walked in, beat the hell out of each other for nine or ten minutes. 
Samoa Joe hit his finisher, the muscle buster. One, two, three. Both guys walk to the back. End of match. But, no, yeah, you just have to look back at his premiere episodes, 2006, 2007. The crowd, a lot of the crowd already knew who he was from Ring of Honor, but it didn't take long for him to develop a reputation within total nonstop action wrestling, and the crowd just went berserk for him. He he was able to handle those guys in the X Division, the no-sell, 50 moves a second type of type of situation, and just crush guys. Like, he destroyed Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, Jay Lethal, guys like that, and and the fact that he can work that style, which he's going to work right now, and work with the heavyweights, just proves how good of a, a worker he is. But once again, like we've said with thousands of wrestlers on the thousands of radio shows we've been on. You've been on a thousand radio shows? Well, at least four. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> anyway. I'm just going to um, start calling you Internet Dave, the man of a thousand four radio shows. A thousand and four. That's right. That's right. I'm still in Jericho's old moniker. Exactly. Uh, that's um, that. That just shows how good of a wrestler he is. But we're never going to get a guy to wrestle physically in the ring the way we want, and we just have to let it go and let it slide because it's well, never going to be. Uh, hold hold on, hold on. I'm not. I'm not even going to sit there and put that out there. I'm not going to say that just because Joe doesn't look the way he should, that you know I think he's a shitty wrestler. I think that Samoa Joe's biggest problem is not necessarily his weight, but obviously uh, the way things are booked in this company right now. And that's sad. Um, as far as saying something about somebody's weight, I'm not one to talk. I mean, I'm not in the greatest shape right now. There was a time in my life that I was, I was built like a brick shithouse. But, you know, I, had a wife, I have a wife and kids now, so those days are kind of behind me. But uh, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, Joe sucks because he's fat. No. Joe, even the size he is now, is a very formidable opponent. He's very, very quick, very agile. But I think if he did drop about 80 pounds, he would be so much better. And that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Again, I'm not knocking the guy. Oh, no, neither am I. It's just that they've, they've changed and diminished his style. And, I mean, this is the perfect kind of situation to put him in where, where he can do that. Remember lockdown 2008 against Kurt Angle? Probably the, excuse me, probably the best TNA match of all time. And he is not that gentleman 18 months later. No, he's not. And it's sad. Um, I think my pick on this was that Samoa Joe takes the X Division Championship from Homicide. Yeah, I believe so. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, what's still to come, Booker and Steiner against 3D, Kurt Angle staying in Matt Morgan, Mick Foley, and Kevin Nash. Woohoo! <laughs> Speaking of SmackDown, as I said, uh, CM Punk over John Morrison, very very good match. Dolph Ziggler and Finley look really good. I once I saw the guy in the new gimmick uh, in front of my own two eyes. I'm getting on the Dolph Z- Ziggler bandwagon. I think he's got a lot of talent. They're letting him wrestle the way he should to get over, and it looks good. And hopefully he'll get his opportunity in the rematch uh, in seven days against Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio did not appear to the dismay of a lot of youngsters uh, in both Edmonton and Calgary because he was given the week off to uh, take some vacation time with his family. Very, very well in- intended. Hart Dynasty over Jeff Hardy in the uh, two-on-one. 
finale, and Jeff Hardy sold his, his injuries from the previous week very well. But i got to tell you, especially with how the, the show ended, with the Matt Hardy coming out and the, the, the baby faces looking strong, John Morrison, Jeff, and Matt, and with the, the four-minute cage match they had to, to end the show, for the next uh, 72 hours after that show, I, I think I could basically quote uh, every line in Jeff Hardy's song because they heard... They made me listen to it over and over and over and over again, uh, probably a dozen times <laughs> during the broadcast, that uh, it, it was ringing in my head for about 72 hours. Well, you know, they had to get it out there so people would go and buy his merchandise, you know. Buy the Jeff Hardy shirts, buy this, buy that. Yeah, because he's only going to be around for another week. We need the revenue. Keep buying, keep but buying. It, <laughs> it's funny because, to me, I'm still not taking this whole Matt Hardy turn back seriously because he hasn't said a word about why he's helping his brother out. Does that automatically mean he takes Jeff's spot if CM Punk in, doesn't does indeed win the uh, the TLC match next week, and Jeff Hardy does indeed leave the company for a few months? Does that automatically mean Jeff takes the spot? Does John Morrison take the spot? Does the Undertaker take the spot? Because that's the latest rumor: is one, two, three, CM Punk wins, then we hear the bong bong to, to signify the the return of the Undertaker. It, it's an interesting... You dilemma. hear what? The bong bong? Shake your bon bon, shake your bon bon. No. Uh, what the fuck, Dave? Well, well, what do you call that sound? Uh, I call it a bell. Yeah, you hear the bell of The Undertaker. So we'll see I, what I don't think The Undertaker is going to make his presence known at SummerSlam. No, but it's at, when the match ends. No, I don't he, think that's going to happen. No, but he doesn't show up. Well, okay, like, I'm, believe me, I'm not taking this as fact. It's, that's just what the latest rumor is. But, like I said, could he show up? The following Friday on SmackDown. I would like to know how that rumor got started. When you look at the uh, the SmackDown okay, roster, gone, apparently. When you look at the uh, the roster right now, I don't really see how the Undertaker fits into that. I just don't. CM Punk and the Undertaker is so mismatched. It's not even funny. I mean, <laughs> look at CM Punk. Look at the Undertaker. There's no way in hell that CM Punk could beat the Undertaker. Just given. Randy. Who the Undertaker is? Okay. Well, I mean, Undertaker and Jeff Hardy had a, a couple of huge battles, and even uh, Randy Orton, when he challenged the Undertaker for a particular WrestleMania, was about that size. Well, let's face it: the guy that's next in line for a title shot, regardless of who wins, is going to be John Morrison. So, so not Matt Hardy, not Undertaker. It's going to be John Morrison. You think he gets the, the next opportunity? I think that John Morrison does. I don't think John Morrison wins that title to WrestleMania. As there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, it is now official. Samoa Joe has just choked out um, Homicide. And he is the new X Division champion as uh, Taz gets in the ring. Gives Samoa Joe a hug. And there you have it. Right as of right now, the main event mafia is totally dominant. Every title, except for the women's championship, the knockouts division championship, is is in their employ. Uh, Mick Foley currently has the Legends belt. For now. For now. For now. In absolutely. a few minutes, Kevin Nash is going to win that title back, and then they're going to have every belt until the main event tonight when Kurt Angle drops the strap. And won't that pro- provide interesting TV? Because what Kurt Angle said the previous month was. I'm not going to fire you guys after all, even though he had threatened to fire anyone who lost their championship. So what if everybody in the main event mafia walks into their dressing room with a championship belt and Kurt Angle's the only one that doesn't have one? Well, and that's the way you go tonight. 
if that does indeed happen, then the main event mafia has to implode and kick Kurt out. And that's how you go with the storyline. They all beat the shit out of Kurt, and he leaves for a while. We all have belts, and you don't. Make As an emergency booking plan, as an emergency writing plan, Jeff, I think that makes a hell of a lot of sense. It does. I think that's the way you go. I think Kurt Angle loses the belt, main event mafia beats him up, and he's outed. And then he can take time off, get his problems reestablished. Hell, he might even begin fired. Hell, we don't know at this point. No. I just know if it was me running the company and my champion was running around doing that, I think I'd do something about it. Well, and yeah. So Dixie Carter has got to make some kind of executive decision. Yeah, we're going to see a lot based on who physically walks out to the ring uh, tomorrow night for the, for the initial TV tapings, which, from a certain perspective... If you're interested in what happens, Kurt Angle, that makes a Thursday night impact on Spike. Can't miss. But we'll see what happens. Of course, Jeremy Borash right now running around backstage with Kurt Angle as they've entered the dressing room of uh, Matt Morgan. So this is interesting. What's developing between these two is I was proud to see Matt Morgan stand on his own two feet and tell Kurt Angle off, but... Part of me thinks that's just a ruse, and he's going to help Kurt Angle retain that title tonight. But honestly, after what happened this week, TNA, you you got to make the right decision tonight. you got to take that belt. you got to get it off Kurt Angle. Well, the early rumor was that it was going to be a non-title match between Kurt Angle and Bobby Lashley at Bound for Glory in Los Angeles in October to kind of settle who is the best all-around worker in the company. And I think that could still happen. I mean, we're about eight or nine weeks away from that from that event. Who knows how fast this stuff can happen with Kurt and if they even decide to keep him on the roster. Uh, big shout-outs to our international listeners tonight. Dazzling Kilman, who's been in the chat room since the first moments we started tonight from New Zealand. And, of course, Mice from Australia. You do that so shittily. Mice! 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 My favorite jobber in the EFED. Your favorite? Absolutely your favorite jobber in the EFED. And, of course, Crelly from... England. And let's not forget Tenacious Snake from England. And Tenacious Snake from England. <laughs> you know, we've got quite the following over there. Apparently, yeah. Over in the uh, international market. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, they must have gotten those uh, those placards I hand, handed out. Okay, you actually gave people a placard. Don't <laughs> you mean like a business card? Like, a placard I, I is can't a fucking a big-ass plaque, dude. That's what a placard is. I can't believe there aren't 9,000 viewers right now. I mean, I handed out 9,000... Uh, cards to uh, to the fans at, at Raw on Monday night. I Were they written in crayon? Because I haven't seen your cards. <laughs> well, everything I heard... People probably thought they were from Eugene. <laughs> yeah, they probably were. My name is Eugene. Don't forget... Well, we have a, a handshake between Matt Morgan and Kurt Angle here. But don't forget that, uh, that internet wrestling shows, signs were being removed, and that uh, our good friend... The jobber who highlighted Wrestling News Live with all the signs he had he had removed, including the the <laughs> the Gail Kim equals Korean barbecue sign, which I think might be the best sign I've ever heard of. Okay, it didn't uh, w- say Korean barbecue; it said Korean roast beef. Oh, Korean roast beef in yes. reference to uh, Gail the vagina. Kim. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I, the best sign I saw on Monday night was uh, I lied to my girlfriend. To get these tickets, I thought that was a I thought that was a really good sign. Although I, I have to admit, I'm surprised most wrestling fans have girlfriends. But who knows? 
But <laughs> you know what? Like I said, if if WDB is coming to your town, and I heard it's uh, it's it's coming to <laughs> it's coming to England, and obviously uh, Crelly's going to be checking it out when it comes. I mean, come to the shows and support your your favorite wrestlers, and bring your signs because that's a very entertaining part of the show, not only for the television audience but for the live audience as well. Well, absolutely. It uh, looks like we're setting up for the TNA Tag Team Championship between uh, Booker and Steiner and, of course, Team 3D, which I hope do not win a tag team title for the 23rd or the 50th time or however many times they have held a championship belt. I still think they're the most overrated tag team in the history of professional wrestling. Still to this day, that's how I feel about Team it. Team 3D. Yes. Because there was nobody else to put the belts on in ECW? I wouldn't say there was nobody else, but I'm just not impressed with 3D. They do the same shit every match. Well, they've been in the industry for about 20 years now, and and they've had a long and distinguished career. I think a lot of wrestling fans who are more purists would have a certain perspective on if they are the greatest tag team simply because they held the most championship belts at this point at 22. But like I said, with the quality of the uh, of the, 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 cha- the tag team division in ECW at the time, the fact that they had two different championship belts you could win in WWE after the purchase, the fact that there's two different championship belts you can hold in TNA at this particular moment... It does question some credibility. I mean, they are featured in the uh, Allied Powers Best Tag Teams DVD from World Wrestling Entertainment, which is a credit to them. But, I mean, if you watch that DVD set, it does certainly make some some arguments as to several other tag teams from as many as 20 or 30 years ago who could be considered the top of the ladder. I think... Bubba Ray and Devon get credit simply because they've been together for so long. Yeah, they had a quick split during the initial draft period where it was Reverend Devon and, and Bubba Ray going getting his ass kicked by Triple H for Intercontinental title shots. But they they are together. They want to be together. They don't want to split up. And they haven't been split up like a lot of the teams in WWE in the last five years. I think that's a big reason why not only... They left World Wrestling Entertainment, but they didn't. They didn't return when they had the opportunity at the time that they were renegotiating a new second contract with Total Nonstop Action, because they probably thought they were going to be split up, and and that's a hell of a that's a hell of a deal. I, I have to admit. Well, let's face it. Neither one of them is a is a dynamo on their own in singles. So yeah, I can I can understand that point. Keeping them together is probably a good idea, but I just think they're both overrated uh, as a unit. Obviously, you know. They have this reputation based on the fact that they were multiple tag team champions. And at one point in time, they were the only actual tag team on Raw. Or on SmackDown. Because tag team wrestling in the WWE means absolutely dick. Right. In this day and age. So the Dudley Boys, when you look at their title reigns and you look at what they've done in the WWE, there was nobody really to oppose them. Exactly. Well, well let me pose this question to you. Is it the number of reigns or the length of reigns? Because in the same period where Brian Kendrick and Paul London held uh, one consistent tag team championship, 
you could make the argument that in another company, TNA or or Steiner and Steiner and Booker or Beer Money within that same in that twelve time, month period, they probably could, had five reigns. Yeah, could win three or four different championships. I can mean, to me, obvi- it's obvious to me that Ric Flair's number one in, as a singles wrestler, sixteen time or not sixteen time. The fact that Triple H is up to thirteen, Kurt Angle's at thirteen. If if I don't think Triple H is ever, I think Triple H has more respect for Kurt Ang- for for Ric Flair than this. But if, if he goes past Ric Flair to win a seventeenth or eighteenth World Heavyweight Championship, I'm going to lose a lot of respect for Triple H. But to me, I think it's the length of reigns rather than the number of reigns. I would give credit to London and Kendrick for holding those SmackDown championships once again with not a lot of competition. You can only beat Jesse and Festa so many times. But them holding those belts for 11 consecutive months is is something to be highly credited for. Well, you know, I'm going to have to say this. As far as Ric Flair being a 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, that makes him a 17-time loser. And i got to be real honest with you. If it wasn't for the fact that Magnum T.A., was injured in that accident with his Porsche and had to continue er, and had to uh, quit being a professional wrestler. Ric Flair wouldn't have been a 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. If it wasn't for the fact that Kerry Von Erich committed suicide, Ric Flair would not have been a 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. If it wasn't for the fact that David Von Erich died of, uh, of some stomach problems of uh, gastro burst in Japan that kid would have been a world heavyweight champion and Ric Flair would not have been a 16 time world heavyweight champion there's a lot of factors going into that so there you go well I mean when it comes to tag teams you could really make the argument that Edge and Christian might be the best tag team of all time or that the Hardy Boys might be the best tag team of all time in world wrestling entertainment simply because of the number of reigns they've had and I mean Edge is probably the scary thing about him is that he's held the championship belts, what, probably 13 or 14 times, but with five or six different opponents, or five or six different partners, including Hulk Hogan, including Christian, including Chris Benoit, including Rey Mysterio. So, I mean, you could, you could make the argument that, that uh, Edge, Adam Copeland, is the greatest t- tag team wrestler of all time, although he never had one partner for the entire career like Bubba Ray and Devon have had. Well, that's true. I mean, the closest they ever had was obviously Christian. But, again, I don't want to spend another minute talking about the Dudley boys. I've made my piece. I could give a shit, you know, about them. I, I don't, I'm not impressed by them. It's not a big secret. I could care less if I got back to them. I mean, who am <laughs> I? I'm nobody to them. So, good for them that they're fucking multiple 100-time tag team champions in every company they've worked for. Good for them. Bubba Ray is reckless in the ring, and people have said that for years, especially Randy Orton, who was injured at the hands of both of those guys. Now, you want to talk about guys who are dangerous in the ring, let's talk about Ken Anderson, a guy who is supposedly just moments away from being signed by TNA. Uh, Have you enjoyed his videos? I haven't seen any in a while, but I'll be real honest with you. The thing about Mr. Anderson, I think he's got tons of potential, and I love his, his charisma. I love his uh, mic skills. But in the ring, he's the drizzling shits. 
I mean, he hurts more people than he helps. I mean, look, he hurt John Cena and put him out on the shelf for a while. He damn near hurt Randy Orton after Randy Orton had collarbone surgery and was back. He's had matches where Triple H and Shawn Michaels have taken him in the back and said, hey, man, you need to chill or you need to learn how to do this better. Yep. You know, so for him to go on record and all these little interviews that he's doing now and saying, oh, yeah, I'm not injury prone and I don't hurt people. His first match with Eddie Guerrero in that tag team match, he kicked Eddie Guerrero in the face and Eddie was hot. He did something to Finley and Finley beat his ass and gave him a receipt. So, I mean, seriously, he hurt. There's another one. Crelly says he hurt Lashley. Absolutely he did. So this is the kind of guy that you want to bring into your company and, and make a run? I mean, and besides hurting people, he can't even stay stay healthy. Well, it's been almost 90 days. Well, it has been. <laughs> and I guarantee you, if TNA is stupid enough to hire this guy, I hope that you at least bring him in as a, as a, a manager or some type of uh, interviewer. Don't bring him in as a wrestler. But if you do, I guarantee you, his first match, he will get injured and he'll be out for six months. And then you'll look like the biggest fucking dumbass yeah, that ever walked the face of the earth. So congratulations that, yeah, on that one. Won't that look stupid if within the first two or three months he gets he gets hurt for half a year? That'll just look completely silly to me. He'll, you know, he'll walk his way down to the ring, get on the mic, it'll descend from the ceiling. Mr. Injury! Wait for it. Injury. That's right. That's right, Dixie, I'm hurt. I went and took a piss and strained my wrist. I'm going to be out for six months. Well, when it comes to the greatest tag teams, I mean, the, the, the entire basis of this angle between these four individuals has been that, that 3D says that they deserve as much respect as Scott Steiner pushes a kid out of the way, um, that the Steiner brothers and Harlem Heat should see as much credit Holy as shit. the Dudleys. Is he going to do this? Scott Steiner oh, jumps shit. off the balcony. It was like, what, like a story. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match, by the way. Wow, when did they change that? Uh-oh, we're going to have to throw that one out, too, I guess. When did they change that? Oh, wait, it's TNA. They, that's their prerogative. Yeah. TNA's like a woman. They change their mind at the, you know, <laughs> wink of an eye. You know? Yeah, exactly. I can say that my wife's not sitting next to me. Yeah. There, there's the replay as Steiner jumps off and does a, a very stiff body splash onto Bubba Ray. But are, are the Steiner brothers in Harlem Heat at that level? Uh, the Steiner brothers at what level? We we talking well, about here. Most elite of all time. Absolutely they are. At one point in time, the Steiner brothers held every major championship in professional wrestling. Whether it was Japan, whether it was the WWE, whether it was uh, WCW. I mean, you look at you look at what they accomplished. Uh, in their years together, the Steiner brothers were, were a fantastic tag team. The same can be said for the Road Warriors. There wasn't any company that the Road Warriors worked for that they weren't the tag team champions. I mean, whether it was... And really, even when they weren't together, Road Warrior Hawk and uh, Power Warrior were tag team champions over in Japan. You know who Power Warrior is? It was Kinsuke Sasaki, I believe. That's correct, yep. So, I mean, you know, I would say that, you know, one of those teams would be the better. Harlem Heat, as much as I liked them, they were another team that they had a lot of title reigns between them, okay? Uh, what they had, like, 17, 15, something like that in WCW. But that was the only company that they were ever tag team champions. 
Booker T went along to the WWE and did well for himself and was tag team champions a couple times there. But yeah, they're not right. on the same level as, as a Road Warriors or Steiner Brothers. Well, somebody else mentioned um, Midnight Express, led by Jim Cornette. Ah, Midnight Express was classic. I love those guys. Of course, my favorite incarnation was Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. I wasn't a big Dennis Condry fan, but that's right. They they had the most unique, I think, of all. They had a they had a great mouthpiece in Jim Cornette, and Bobby Eaton was such a fantastic wrestler. Stan Lane had the looks, but Bobby Eaton was a technician. That guy was awesome, and it just broke my heart when I had to watch Bobby Eaton job out to everybody in WCW toward yeah. the end of his career. It just tore me up to see him like that. Yeah, I only got into, well, I only saw WCW in about the last three or four years. That's when TSN picked it up because I didn't have TBS. But, yeah, I uh, until I'd heard all this Midnight Express stuff, because all we had was Vince up here um, throughout the 80s and early 90s, I, I thought he was just a jobber. I'm like, who is this Bobby Eaton guy? Uh, you know what? Uh, NYC Franchise 718 makes a good point. I did forget about GWF, uh, but then again, they were more like a glorified indie, so they weren't like a huge company, but you are right. They were the tag team champions known as the Ebony Express. I completely forgot about that, just uh, just like I forgot about Buff Bagwell as the handsome stranger in, in GWF. So there you go. Or Booker T as G.I. Bro. Well, don't forget uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell as part of as one part of the American Bales. In WCW, yeah. In WCW. Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs with the uh, the big clap. As we get a tables chant here in this apparent hardcore Falls Count Anywhere contest. But you know what? I, I think Scott Steiner's last 10 years in the business is kind of... It, it's like the whole ending of WCW and, and, and this stuff now. Is just, and when he was in WWE, it's just kind of... It's like it was never the same guy who was with his brother in the tag teams during the 1980s. It's like it was two different individuals because he's just completely transformed himself. No, he has. I mean, you look at Scott Steiner back in the day. Uh, he was actually in, in really good shape, and he wasn't uh, totally roided up. But you look at him now, and he's like three times the size that he used to be. So a lot can be said for that. Uh, right now, it looks like, looks like they're setting up for the double team as... Uh, Devon is on the top rope. Bubba Ray has Scott Steiner on his shoulders. It looks like they're setting up for the death device. They're going to go through the table. Nope. Booker T at the last moment moves the table out of the way and saves Scott Steiner from that and breaks up the pinfall as Devon was going for a near fall on Scott Steiner. Right now, Devon crawling away. Bubba in control. Side slam to Booker T. And it's a near fall. I mean, a lot of participation in, in Japanese wrestling has has to have its own part of the credit as well because a lot of a lot of uh, Americans spent a lot of time in Japan and not only singles or tag teams won a lot of championships. I mean, you could make the argument right now that uh, bookend through the table by Booker T. You could make the argument that right now that uh, <coughs> Giant Bernard and Spit it out, Dave. Come and, on. And Tomko, who, who have been a, a, a very dominating tag team, could be one of the best tag teams of the last five years. And that just because Giant Bernard spent so much time in Japan, and like I said, those things have to be credited too. You can't just remember him as Prince Albert. Well, you know, uh, Franchise 718 makes another point in here. He talks about uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams, another great tag team. 
granted, they weren't a, uh, a a big force in the WWF, but they were huge in WCW and in Japan. So I can totally relate to that. Uh, if we're talking about tag teams, too, who can forget the Freebirds? The Freebirds were very dominant, especially in uh, world-class championship wrestling, which is kind of like my digs, you know, that, that's my home, you know, Dallas, Texas. Absolutely, yeah. The neighborhood that I'm from, you know, but... Uh, I don't know. The, the Freebirds, the Von Erichs could even be considered something, even though they were never tag team champions anywhere. So I guess you can throw that out, too. What the hell? RVD and Sabu, we have a shout-out for. Well, they were great in ECW and in FMW. Well, I thought we had a near fall as Devon goes for uh, goes for the pin on Booker after that uh, spine buster. What the hell? Are you contagious? You got me fucked up. <laughs> I have to think before I speak. What the fuck happened? Oh, no. Devon again goes for another uh, near-fall attempt as he delivers a backdrop to Scott Steiner. But yeah, I mean, the number one thing we're saying tonight is check out that Allied Powers DVD because it shows you that some of the best matches of all time involving tag teams, including the Hart Foundation and the British Bulldogs, and... Not only that, but Miz and Morrison host it, and uh, live from the Palace of Wisdom, and they do a great job. So that's another big reason to watch that pay-per-view or that uh, DVD. You know, I did like Miz and Morrison as a tag team, but I'm glad they've separated, and I'm glad to see them go on their, their merry ways. I think obviously Morrison has more potential, and there it is, the 3D delivered to Booker T. But Steiner. Also, oh, we've got a controversial finish. Scott Steiner rolls up Bubba Ray. We had two referees in the ring at the same time. Both men counted both men down. So I don't know what's what's going on. We got Hebner and Slick Johnson. Hebner made the count on uh, on Steiner and Bubba Ray, and Slick made the count on Booker and Devon. So there's some conjuncture as to what's going going down. So there is a, a major controversy in this match. Russo-rific, Russo-rific. Please stop singing. We, we just dropped 20 people. 20 people just quit because you were singing. We stop. Went, we went from 9,000 to 8880. Yeah, 89, way, to go, 80. way to go, Dave. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, they're going to review the video footage. So uh, looks like we have a, a championship held up right now as they are going to literally sit down and watch the footage on the monitor. Or actually, they're looking at a blue screen. I, I love how they're trying to fake it out like it's an actual footage thing. That's hilarious to me. There's a replay. You see Steiner rolling up Bubba. However, if you look at it, there can be some argument that Bubba Ray is in the ropes, whereas Booker T is in the middle of the ring. They're looking at it similar to how an NFL referee uh, needs a replay on a controversial call. Well, judging from the angle I just saw, I would have to say, watch this, here's the replay. As Steiner rolls up Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray has got his hand underneath the rope. And his feet on the bottom, on the middle rope. So I could honestly say that it looks at this point like Team 3D should have won those titles. Oh, now see, I... That's the wrong call. That is a bogus call, and you guys make yourself look so stupid with this. Bubba Ray was under the rope and even grabbed the fucking rope. You, you Unbelievable. Make, well, I, I think 
I think they might be ruling that it's a, a double pin draw, which means that the uh, the champions retain without ever being beat because technically it's a draw. But once again, Mr. Russo strikes back. Well, we think it's Russo. Either way, I can't. Well, I, I better that. not be Scott Demore. It very well could be. Very well could be. All right. Well. <clears throat> It's been a long seven days, and it's been a lot of Kurt Angle lately. Well, hold on. I, I want you to run down exactly what we've seen thus far on the pay-per-view. Oh, sure, definitely. All right, let's uh, run down what we have seen. Samoa Joe defeats Homicide to win the X Division Championship. As we just saw in, in this apparent draw, Booker T and Scott Steiner retain over Team 3D. Christopher Daniels is the winner of the Steel Asylum match in a very, very good contest. And once again, we saw the premiere of Elijah Burke. British Invasion retained their ID, IWGP championship, championship belt against Beer Money Incorporated. Hernandez beats Rob Terry in about 30 seconds and gets his world title shot briefcase back. Angelina Love loses the Knockouts Championship as Velvet Sky was, was pinned by Cody Deaner, so neither of the people in the match going for the belt, either the champion or the challenger were involved in the fall. And Abyss uh, takes care of Jethro Holiday without much difficulty as we go to the back and, and a very beaten up looking uh, Mick Foley gets ready to defend his Legends Championship. Yeah, uh, obviously, I mean, uh, looking forward to this, we've got the Legends Championship coming up next. So we'll see what happens there. Wow, this PC is very slow tonight. Don't forget, one week from tonight is SummerSlam 2009. Oh, I'm sorry, SummerFest. My apologies. And we're going to be here once again. The Shark will be back to join us if he's if his suspension has less than six and a half days on it. And I can't wait for that show. Really looking forward to it. Well, that being said, we're going to take a couple minutes uh, for a commercial break. We'll be right back with our continuing coverage right here on Sunday Night Showdown of TNA's We'll be right back after this. One of the longest-running weekly wrestling radio shows on the net today. What the hell? He's getting his own show? For the fans of Spider Fans. For the fans of Spider Fans. Wrestling News Live. Wrestling News Live. Adam Martin. By virtue of my massive talent and my prodigious abilities, I now find myself in front of all of you hypocrites once again. What are your thoughts on this kind of, you know, emerging style? I mean, it's not brand new. It's been around for a couple years now, but it just seems like every indie match I see, guys are just, you know, working at 800 miles an hour. They're not selling stuff. There's no psychology. I mean, what is... What do you think is is it just bad trainers or Hunter Golden? Oh my God! It is time to spank the monkey and start talking a little bit about here Monkey Gate, which is uh, running wild right now. Monkey Mania is running wild in Japan right now. What you gonna do when <laughs> runs wild on you? The trade dog. Behold the king. The King of Kings. There is only one. Don't piss me off. 
I'm from the field of an eye for an eye. If you shoot somebody, then they ought to enlist a goddamn firing squad to shoot you. I don't want to hear none of this, oh, he's too crazy to know he did these things. F*** it. If he shot somebody, shoot his ass. God, give me some power for one day. Just make me the president for one day. Obama can have it back. One f***ing day in unlimited ammo. Is it too much to ask? Welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown, where we are in progress right now. The Legends Championship being defended by one Mick Foley against one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Father Time, Kevin Nash. And the match that so far has been very uneventful. But uh, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown nonetheless. Absolutely, Internet Dave and JJ Sexay along for the ride. And I think we're going to be joined by Miss Harmony Jackson, I believe. We've been getting some shout-outs for you to return to the microphone, Miss Harmony. They're going to be very happy to hear that you've returned. Well, I thought all that welcome back stuff was for me. <laughs> welcome back, and it's from a commercial? Well, you timed it perfectly, right out of the commercial, right at the beginning of this, this Matt Classic between Mick Foley and Kevin Nash, who, like I said at the beginning of the show, I, I'm... I'm optimistic about it. I think that, that they're going to do a little bit better than most people do. They're going to do better than people do? Th- that, Kevin that, Nash that hasn't wrestled a good match will. in who knows how long. I don't know. I mean, I remember a lot of guys dyeing their hair. Uh, Eric Bischoff, for example. I think Nash should have just kept his hair dyed instead of letting it go white. But that's just me. His hair is completely white. He'd have to dye it every week. That's why he didn't want to do every the week. diesel gimmick, because his hair can't be dyed black anymore. Oh, okay. That's why he didn't do the diesel gimmick. But in any case, whether it's white or whether it's black, it doesn't really matter. Kevin Nash is way past his prime. Who wants to see him? I don't want to see him. Yeah, I mean, if... if, if what he did was strictly on the microphone. That would be fine with me if he wanted to play a commissioner or uh, or something like that. I mean, the most I've enjoyed Kevin Nash when he was in TNA was when he was kind of the comic character hanging out with the X Division guys, all helping them to try to uh, to to do better in their individual careers and and make their their uh, their characters better. 
I really enjoyed that a lot. And now he's back with the NWO. Oh, wait, sorry. Did I say NWO? I meant Main Event Mafia. Pretty much the same thing, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that that was that hint of sarcasm that people don't seem to get. Well, yeah, when the world, el- yeah, when the world elite decided that they were going to work with the main event mafia, I was just waiting for black and white T-shirts to be handed out. Right. Well, there has been some discussion about this in the chats, and we were discussing it that we'd definitely come back with this after the break. It's going to be October the fourth. It's being called WWE's Hell in a Cell. And what does that mean? Well, it's going to be the same thing as the scramble matches we saw a few months ago. The WWE title, the, the World Heavyweight Championship, and the ECW title will all be held in a hell in a cell. And instead of it being a special thing for a special rivalry, rivalry we maybe only see once every year or once every couple of years, we're going to see three in the same night. Really? Sorry, I was reading the chat. I know people are broken up that the Diva show was canceled, so. Yeah, I'm I mean, heartbroken. Is that all you want to say? You're just heartbroken? That's, that's all? There's a time and a place for women's wrestling, and there's a listenership for it. So I wouldn't be completely surprised to see if something else pop up down the road. Just perhaps Divas just wasn't, just wasn't the venue for that. It's sad to, to see that you're not the host of, of Divas anymore with Andy, but... Um, it is sad. I enjoyed my time on Divas, you know. It was the first time that I hosted a radio show without you. <laughs> but, like I said, I wouldn't be too surprised to see something else pop up in the new fe- near future. Oh, wow, we've got blood on the camera. Check that out. The blood of Mick Foley the on the blood camera, of Mick yeah. Foley on the, he I just want to go lick badly. the TV screen right now. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not a cage match. This ain't Twilight, okay? <laughs> oh. Are, are you a Twilight fan, Harmony? Unfortunately, she is. When does that second movie come out? Who gives not a fuck? Not soon enough. <laughs> doesn't matter. I've read all the books. The books are better than the movie anyway, so... Well, speaking of people that Harmony is a big fan of... Uh, the eliminated house guest from Big Brother this week, Jesse, mentioned that uh, he didn't really care about being eliminated because he's going to be a sports entertainer, baby. Well, see, you guys act like this is big news, but every time I put Big Brother on, you all whined, mitched, bitched, moaned, and complained, and now when it's news, oh, you want to talk about it. He's been talking about it the past six weeks, however long it's been on the air. It's been talking about, they've been talking, he's been talking about how he wants to be a sports entertainer. He's a professional bodybuilder, so of course, you know, he wants to do that. But hey, he'll go work for TNA. TNA has brought survivor people that weren't actually anything, so why wouldn't they bring a Big Brother contestant who actually has a look? You know, I was just looking through the chat room, and uh, Mace says he wanted to call into Diva since he knows Tennille the new Supergirls champ, and trained with her during her Aussie days. Good. Then perhaps if something else uh, rolls around, then perhaps you can uh, hook something up there. But that's, that's pretty cool because I've actually wanted to interview Tennille. Um, she seems pretty cool. And if you've heard our show when we've talked about her, I think quite highly of her. I think that she looks fantastic. She's got great gear. She's got a great gimmick. So just hang on to that thought there, Mace. Well, Mick Foley is the proverbial crimson mask. I don't know if he just bladed too deep or what, but God, he is gushing. 
And I'm silent. It looks like jello. It looks like thick ass blood, as I guess I'm going to continue talking here since nobody else is chiming in. Thank you uh, for. Big big Foley chance here at the impact zone as uh, they're giving him credit for walking with a, a huge gash on the top of his head. No, that's pretty fucking severe right there. I got to tell you guys, um, based on all the uh, the commercials we heard for wrestling from Wrestling News Live regarding this particular pay-per-view, they they posted it as the hardcore, no rules, anything goes pay-per-view, similar to Extreme Rules uh, from World Wrestling Entertainment. And yeah, we saw a Falls Count Anywhere match in the... An, in the 3D Steiner Booker match, and we're seeing blood from both individuals here in this contest, but they haven't promoted it at all. So that just shows another lack of consistency in TNA between their advertising and what they're actually really doing. Okay, I hate doing this, but I'm nowhere near a keyboard. So Mace, hold off on that. You and I will talk offline, and uh, we'll work something out there. So, so there's my one time I'm going to talk to the chat room. <laughs> I hope you all like that, because I don't like doing that, so there you go. Well, the, the chat room was looking forward to you uh, posting some things, but, I mean, talking to them certainly works. Yeah, apparently, this, according to the advertising, Dustin, it, that's exactly what this was supposed to be. I, I think there might have been some inconsistency in, in the radio advertising, because, I, I mean, maybe unless that's last year's ad that they're reusing on Wrestling News Live, but... Like I said, that, that's just a pure inconsistency. At this point, a crimson mask on both individuals is not a huge deal because DQ matches or not DQ matches can, can just appear out of thin air. It but is when you're 60 because, like, you bleed that much, you could die. You'd have a heart attack from all that blood loss. Well, he is bleeding uh, rather profusely as he now has the baseball bat and barbed wire as the flotation floozy Tracy Brooks makes her way down to interfere in this match, giving Nash an opportunity for a weak, weak kick to the face as Brooks. And there you go, Kevin Nash, as I said he would do. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Nash gets the pin, and goddamn is he ever busted open. Look at the blood drip from the face of Kevin Nash. But regardless, bloody and all, father time, Kevin Nash, your new TNA Legends champion. And Jeff, we're getting closer and closer to our theory coming true of, of the emergency booking situation in the main event mafia. Absolutely. Uh, as of right now, the main event mafia holds every title in this company with the exception of the knockouts championship, which could be remedied if, say, oh my, Abyss is going to come down and help Mick Foley. What are we setting up for here? Well, Nash likes money, and there's a $50,000 bounty on the head of Abyss. This would seem to make a lot of sense. Well, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of talk that uh, Abyss wanted to have a match with Mick Foley, you know, going into Bound for Glory. Would it, would it be shocking at this point for Abyss to hit Mick Foley with the barbed wire bat? Yes. Do you think so? I would. I do, because he's still in that storyline with, with Dr. Stevie. So I wouldn't expect to see anything like that from him until that's wrapped up. Well, both of these guys are... This is TNA, so expecting and actually happening, two different things. Well, I got to say, man, both of these guys bled their little asses off in this match. 
And Mick, it looks like he might have actually suffered some sort of eye injury. I think he lost an eye. <laughs> well? Well, look at Kevin Nash's eye. looks pretty disgusting, too. This well, is well, he's already lost an ear, so... Okay, and what's up with the bitches like Eugene clapping? <laughs> I yeah. noticed that That's earlier. exactly what like, it what is. What the hell? I'm just waiting for Eugene to show up now. So would Kevin Nash be ready for hardcore barbed wire tack and broken glass matches with Abyss just to get that 50 grand? Well, it's possible. Um, considering he's not actually going to get 50 grand, I doubt it. But then again, the, he actually bled tonight, so... Does Dr. Stevie look like he makes 50 grand? Come on. Well, probably in about all seven years of ECW, maybe. And he just saved it up. Whoa, whoa. Did you just say that the seven years he was in ECW, he made that kind of money? How are you making that money when your checks bounce every week? Ooh. Paul Heyman was notorious for bouncing checks. The most he probably got in ECW was 500 a, a fucking wrestling match. There's no way. No way in hell. You think they got that much? Let's hope he saved his WWE money. Yeah, his right to censor money. Damn. That's messed up. So, I was right about Nash. Right about Booker and Steiner, even though I don't agree with that match. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly feel like that was the wrong call to have made, especially going back and seeing the replay with with Bubba Ray's arm on the rope and Steiner having him in the ropes was ridiculous, unbelievable. Of course, Lauren is in the back interviewing Sting. Thank God Lauren has gotten away from Abyss this week because. I just can't take those two together. It just really bothers me. Yeah, it definitely. really does. Looks like we're possibly going into the main event here. And uh, I'll tell you, if Kurt Angle retains, I've just lost complete respect for TNA. Well, if Kurt Angle does retain, then Idiot. I think that there is one hell of a double standard. I mean, granted, Oh, yeah, definitely. Granted, I mean, when you throw the guy that's the founder of this company out on his ass, and you buy out his shares because you think he's doing something that you don't think is morally right. Well, let's let's play that against what Kurt Angle has done this past week, beating up a fellow employee that is his, is his a girlfriend, female. that is his girlfriend, you know, and getting caught with drugs that he shouldn't have in the first place, and he's your world champion. So if something's not done, then you guys are fucking stupid. I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's my opinion, and I could give a fuck what anybody else thinks. That's me personally. If if T TNA allows Kurt Angle to retain, I will quit this show, damn it. Well, you might just be quitting then, because it could happen. Well, isn't that the same threat that you just made? Yes, but my threat, I knew wasn't going to, uh, to go anywhere, because I knew that Rob Terry wasn't going to keep that briefcase. Well, that's not very good gambling, if you already knew. Well, I'll miss you, dear. It was fun. At least you made it two years. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe I'll just start up my own show. Well, go for it. Maybe Apparently, I'll Mace is going to book you people, so go for it. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll call it L&L. Well, you do that. You, you just do that. That's fine. You can job alongside Mace in my EFED. How's that for you? All right, good. <laughs> maybe Mace will be my new co-host. Well, maybe Crelly will replace you. Well, you no, we're not. That you we're not doing that. Your <laughs> so if you want to sleep with Crelly, then have at her. 
Yeah, that ain't happening. No, we're not. We're not. Corelli has his own reserve spot in the WrestleView VIP area. So. And don't, I, don't I, I want to change the subject right now. I feel uncomfortable. Well, yeah, don't forget about the post-game show live for uh, WrestleView VIP members at WrestleView.com at uh, the bottom of the, of not this hour, but at the bottom of the next hour as Trey, Adam, <coughs> Hunter, and our own J.J. Sexay review, TNA Hard Justice. Are you okay? Yes, my back's a little hurt. What does L&L stand for, you ask? Well, I guess you will just have to keep listening to future shows to see exactly what L and L means. But L and L equals good. Uh, To clarify, no, Crelly. To get a job on SNS, you don't have to sleep with me. But if you are a uh, a hot young lady, it does help. But in your case, not a chance in hell. Okay, Um, just just so you know. If you if you're like the co-owner, yeah, you do. If you're going to replace me with Crelly. Then Crelly has to do all the things well, I have to do. I, I would never think of taking Crelly away from Tom Van Stone. No, <laughs> no. The, the homoerotic stuff can, can happen over on that network, not on mine, okay? Just say it. You're the one that said you wanted him to replace you, me, so that's all I'm saying. You want him to replace me? Listen, Fine. Listen, See how good listen. he cooks your suppers. Uh, to enjoy more of this friendly banter between this married couple, check out the uh, Friday Fishbowl this past week, also on the Wrestling News Live VIP section. You should. It, it was a record. It was very entertaining, and it is a record. Yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed it very much. I'm looking forward to my appearance, Adam, on the Fishbowl, Adam, eventually as well, Adam. You're having an appearance on the Fishbowl? I didn't hear anything about that. Did you hear anything about that? I don't know. I just heard Adam's name three times. Wow. Guess Adam's on the brain. The devil's threesome, we heard. Yes, yes, it was. And it was a damn good threesome. Oh, boy. Just saying. Yeah, can, can, we, can we talk about something? Dave, why don't you pull up the news of the week? Make yourself useful over there. Absolutely. Come on. I, I certainly will. Uh, something that Adam posted on uh, WrestleView this past Friday was a, a new book being released by our author Jeff Lean entitled The Queen of the Ring, Sex, Muscles, Diamonds, and the Making of an American Legend. Hold about, up. About Mildred Burke. Hold the phone. Adam posted a press release on it. Hey, he already posted it a couple weeks ago about the book because someone wrote a little article for him about the book. I can't remember who that little someone was, but someone that likes to bring you some exclusive women's news may have written that a few weeks ago. So everyone should have already known about the book. All Adam did was post the press release that the company sent out. Nothing like tooting my own horn. I like to toot my own horn. Look <laughs> got sirens. Uh-oh. Kurt Angle must be here. Kurt Angle's coming to the ring. Uh-oh. Watch out. <laughs> He's apparently got a, uh, a police escort tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Or maybe he just got to the arena from uh, getting out on bail. Well, I'm flying to P- from Pittsburgh. I think uh, leaving Rocket Con in, in Pittsburgh might be punishment enough. Is he allowed to leave the state? Like, how does it work in the states? Are you allowed to leave the state when you're, you know, out on bail? Uh, probably not the country, but uh, our resident state. American could answer that. I-, I think we're officially going to change Kurt Angle's entrance to this. I don't know. 
I just like it better for Kurt. I don't know. I, I'll be interested to hear if there's any reaction from the from the crowd at the Impact Zone. I kind of doubt it. Or if there is, they will uh, diminish that particular uh, mic on their, I wish on their o- mixer. I wish Omar was in the crowd right now because Omar would have the best sign ever for Kurt Angle tonight. Bad Kurt, bad Kurt. What did he do? He beat up his girlfriend. Damn, that's true. <laughs> oh my God! Woo! It's true, baby. It's true. It's damn true. And Santa Loco will drive the getaway car. <laughs> he probably will. He's a shady motherfucker, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he probably will. Oh, oh man. I, I still cannot believe that shit. Seriously. Okay, so quick prediction: Sting or spit it out, Matt Morgan, Morgan or Hernandez. He's not in the match. So Money in the bank win- stipulation. But he won't be winning the match. He would have to come out and start a new match. So this match would have to end first. Okay, so when when the TV for, and the live from Orlando. Good night, everybody. Sign shows up. Who's walking up the aisle with the belt? What? When they fade to black, who has the belt in their hands? What are you racist? When they fade to black? When the TV fades to Matt black. Matt Morgan walks away the champion tonight. If and no buts. That's what happens. If that's and it. No if and no way around it. It's Matt Morgan. If they're smart, but then again, this is TNA. So. If if Kurt drops, it's going to be the Sting. Really? Yeah. And oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think. Actually, you know what I'm hoping happens? I'm hoping that Sting gets the gets some type of uh, finisher on Kurt Angle, goes for the pin, and then out of nowhere, Matt Morgan hits his finish and pins Sting. That, that way, Kurt Angle does not lose the belt by getting pinned, but he takes the opportunity and pins Sting. That's what I want to see happen. That could be exactly what happens. It could be. Now, Dave, you were talking about the the new book about Mildred Burke. Yes, absolutely. And that's definitely going to be an interesting read because, I mean, if, for instance, I was to come up with some type of top ten women's wrestlers of all time or something like that, I'm sure she would have to be on it. But she's very difficult to get information on. And when I was writing about that book coming out and when we discussed it on Divas, I tried to do a lot of research on her because, as I always like to do when I'm talking about people, tried to do a lot of research on her, and there's not a lot of information out there on her. So definitely, um, it will be an interesting book in any case, but definitely for somebody that's into the history of wrestling and into the history of women's wrestling particularly, Mildred Burke was the moolah before there was moolah. And in fact... um, you know, she she also held the belt, belt for decades. So, you know, she's definitely somebody that if you're interested in history, that you're going to want to run out and get this book. Queen of the Ring. Uh, I can't remember the subtitle right now. Uh, actually, it's uh, Sex, Sex Muscles Diamonds. The Making of an American Legend. Yes, you are right. Um, by Jeff Lean. So if you have the opportunity to pick that up, check it out, read it. I'm sure... Once I can stumble upon it, I'll be picking that up and reading it. And 
at a future date, we'll be giving a little bit of a rundown on it and a little bit of a... Why can I not think? When you watch... contagious around here. When you read something or you watch something and then you... A review. There we go. I'll be doing a review of it. Oh, my God. can't believe I just had to talk that one out. It's well, going to be okay. Well, it's going to be okay. A book I uh, picked up recently was The Death of WCW, which, of course, is leading to the rise and fall of ECW, or excuse me, WCW. So did you eat 10-bell salute to Kurt Angle? <laughs> you know, you, you worried me there for a second. You said the last book you read, and I was thinking Run, Spot, Run, but I'm glad it was The, yeah. the Death of WCW. That uh, comes out in a couple of weeks, the, the rise and fall of WCW. To me, that'll be a first-day uh, purchase. I'm really looking forward to seeing it myself, and uh, Earl Hebner with his with his mustache is going to be refereeing this contest. But He's got a uh, child molester mustache going there, on. Exactly. There were some requests in the chat room uh, earlier in, in the evening to find out what we thought about it. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as detailed as ECW because they're not going to have as many people participate who are currently in the company just because of the timing of it. They did get Bill Goldberg to appear. I think it'll be a, a lot of a case of that they shouldn't have taken the belt off of him and that the and that the uh, I think they'll show a lot of the production mistakes that they made in 99 and 2000 and to me it'll it'll really be informative because like I said with Canada having nothing but Vince in the 80s it'll be really well explained to explain exactly how it went from Jim Crockett promotions to Turner and uh, and then obviously over to Vince well I'm looking forward to it, and at the same time, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, I'm kind of sick of the whole revisionist history that the WWE likes to do. And yep. obviously, with a lot of the people, the key people that were involved in this, like a Ted Turner, like an Eric Bischoff, um, that were instrumental in the success and the demise of that company, are not included in this. Now, it's because they didn't want to be a part of it, because they knew that Vince was going to sway things his way, like he always seems to do. That being said, uh, when you look back at the history of both the World Wrestling Federation and World Championship Wrestling, it can be said that you were more entertained watching WWF with the, uh, with the entertainers that they employed. I mean, let's face it, uh, The Rock wasn't the technical dynamo, but he was very entertaining in the ring. When you wanted actual wrestling, WCW was the place to watch because you had fantastic wrestlers from all over the world. I mean, yep. look at Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, guys who, once they left that company, became huge stars. Yep. You know, guys like Dean Malenko that revolutionized that cruiserweight division. You know, Bill Goldberg was a guy that had a look, a very similar look to Steve Austin, right place, right time for, for Bill Goldberg. And that's why, you know, he's the only star that company ever made the only star in their history. I mean, you, you can't say Sting was a WCW star. He was an NWA star. You can't say Ric Flair was WCW because, again, he was NWA. The only guy that you can really give any credit for WCW making was Bill Goldberg. And they killed his, his gimmick. But honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to it a little bit. But I'm, I'm kind of not at the same time because it's not... WCW version or what happened. It's WWE's version of what happened and what they think happened. And I was really excited for the Monday Night Wars DVD to come out and actually watching it 
wasn't that wasn't that exciting, wasn't that entertaining. But I do have to talk about this match here for just a second here. Because I don't know if anybody noticed, but the crowd booed the fuck out of Kurt Angle. Yeah, they were saying, you got arrested. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is, you child uh, child abuser. We were just talking He's about He's not that. Michael Jackson. No, we were just talking about freaking referee in his child molester mustache. Anyways, you drug abusing, girlfriend beating, steroid user. Human growth hormone user. Not steroids. Allegedly. No, no, they actually had them, Dave. <laughs> it's allegedly when we're accusing him. If he's actually caught with them, then it's pretty much a, a done fact. <laughs> what? Well, innocent before proven guilty, isn't okay, that? Okay, the police pulled him over, pulled him out <laughs> with syringes and HGH. I'm pretty sure see beside that's him. not alleged, okay? Unless his invisible friend Harvey was taking him. It's invisible friend Harvey. For those that that, <laughs> that didn't notice it, at the beginning of the match there, it sounded like they were doing the Tambell <laughs> salute. It was just clang, clang. So we may be hearing that at the end as well because it may be the death of Boom Boom on the Sunday Night Showdown. It could be. I, I'm just thinking maybe it was a death, uh, you know, to the title reign of Kurt Angle. Uh, again, the right decision has to be, be Kurt Angle loses this title. If not, then... You're a fucking idiot, Dixie Carter, and do you I don't know shit about wrestling. But do I have you, you already to sell don't anyway. My shares in the company. I'll buy them, and then I'll have complete 100% ownership, and I'll be happy with that. It's cool. Okay, but I get the rights to the website. So, so that's where the real money's made. So when you guys have a disagreement, do you we make money? Do you just flip a coin, or that must what be do you new? Do? I don't remember ever making a dime off this website. Shut up. <laughs> that's what I thought. In the future. I'll put, like, ads up and banners and people can click on them and, you know, like, that. Okay, yeah, okay. Just keep it tasteful. I don't want nude pics of people holding up signs with our website on it, okay? <laughs> it won't be, well, yeah, it'll still be my website, but it'll be your damn show. Thanks, Kurt Angle. Sting right now hammering on, uh, on Matt Morgan as Kurt Angle interferes goes for the Irish whip Sting reverses into the buckle Sting with a very weak Stinger Splash as he applies the same Stinger Splash to Matt Morgan and then again to Kurt Angle signaling that he's ready to go for this and yet again another Stinger Splash wow four in a minute that's awesome do you think this whole Kurt Angle situation may create a situation where uh, TNA has to create wellness testing and send out that press release just to to save some face they for did, this issue? They did create wellness. It just never went anywhere. The, the problem TNA has right now is if they don't do anything, then they're basically condoning it. And by condoning it, they're about to land themselves in a lot of hot water because it wasn't that long ago that there was a whole heck of a lot of, of controversy over steroid use, human growth hormone use, testosterone use, in wrestling, there was that whole big deal where um, the congressman wanted it, wanted to bring that forward, and all that stuff that was going on with that. So if they condone this, then they could be getting themselves in a pile of hot water. They need to cut their losses and deal with Kurt Angle outside of in the ring. 
I got to say this. Kurt Angle's the most high-profile guy they got on the roster. What better way to make an example? Show that you mean business and that you're going to back your word and do something with that. Kurt Angle with a huge leap to the outside as Matt Morgan catches him. And Sting kicks him in the back and knocks Matt Morgan down. This yeah. has been a really uneventful match thus far. That's pretty effective when, when one guy's holding the other one. You kick the one guy, which sends that guy into the, into the next guy, so they both get hurt. That, that, that works out very well. I, I want to ask you something. How do you stack a pile of hot water? Have you never heard of the saying, pile of hot water? I've never heard that before. That's because you're fucking American. Oh, oh, you just really cut me down. Oh, awesome. boy. Wow. I'm so insulted here. Sharpshooter. Oh, be. wait. It's a, it's a phrase that obviously you're not familiar with, just like you're not familiar with lots of phrases, or I'm not familiar with lots of phrases that you use, like jeet. Angle slam. On Sting. Matt Morgan to the outside as Kurt goes for the cover. Oh, I thought he had it right there. What, what's Jeet? Jeet yeah, yet? Jeff, what's Jeet? Jeet yet? <laughs> Young two? Young two? All right, yeah. I can't help it. I'm from the South. That's where I was born. Well, actually, that's not where I was born. I was born in the Philippines. <laughs> yes. But, yes. but yeah. when, I was, when I was one or two, my parents decided to move back to Arkansas. So there you go. Yeah, when we... Uh, when we when we take the show to Manila, you're going to have to uh, show us around. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that uh, I was pretty popular when you I was know, like a year old. Then, and then we could go to Manila like everything. my job is. Oh, here we go with the tell us shit again. Don't say that on the air. I could get fired. Well, I, I was, Don't bring it up. I was born in Alberta, but I spent the first three mites, uh, months of my life. You in spent God. the first three mites there? The first three months of my life in, in Ghana, Africa, so... I've got the same kind of pedigree as you do. Oh, great. And if we a show with an African. That's and if, awesome. And if we ever go there, I'll, I'll show you around there. Awesome. I love this new move that he does. He just drops them. The good thing is, is if we do go to your homeland, I could have a job really easily. That's true. Wow. I'm so glad we're talking about this. This is awesome. You are a dual citizen, right? Who? You. You're a Filipino citizen? I'm a U.S. citizen, but I could live in both places. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, if we ever take the show to Manila, then uh, and all of our European and Asian and Australian friends can join us. I, I got news uh, for you. If I ever take Sunday Night Showdown on the road, it's not going to be going to Manila, okay? <laughs> with, with all the listeners I get from, from overseas and England Absolutely. and Australia, I'll be crashing over at Mesa's place. No, I'm not going to do that. You have to stay home. You can't go with me. I could stay at Mesa's place. I don't know if Mace would let you stay at Mesa's place. But I, I'm, I'm pretty confident he would let me stay at his place. Yeah, you may as well hang that up. That ain't going to happen. Well, believe me, we appreciate uh, anyone listening at probably 4 in the morning or 1, 2 in the afternoon on a Monday to uh, to stay up and, and and listen to us talk about wrestling. We Believe me, we appreciate everybody, our non-North American listeners. Well, we, we, we appreciate all our listeners. Let's just put it out that way. But yeah. Everybody. Well, don't forget to uh, If you're brand new to the program at SundayNightShowdown.com, if you want to check out our archives, they all appear at that particular website as well as TPSRadio.net. And once again, we are on iTunes. Yay, yay, yay. As uh, Kurt Angle and uh, Matt Morgan no longer agree. So uh, check us out there. And of course, the, the email is SundayNightShowdown at Yahoo.ca. So uh, send us an email and and maybe on uh, Sunday uh, for Summerfest, we'll talk about it. 
You know, I kind of want to open up the email just really quickly. Uh, I know there was an email that I wanted to respond to earlier, and I want to get your uh, your thoughts on it, Boom and, and Dave. So, with that being said, here we go. Uh, this email is from Anthony. Hey, guys, you surely already know about the situation involving Kurt Angle and probably know more about it than I would. have to admit this will uh, hurt the chances of the rumors about Kurt wanting to get more booking control of TNA. Do you think that because of what happened he'll lose the title or maybe not even show up? If the latter of the two were to happen, wouldn't it be a good idea to have it up for grabs in the main event, Sting versus Matt Morgan, another competitor? We did actually talk about that earlier. Uh, I think we're all in agreement that Kurt's got to lose his title tonight. I say it's Matt Morgan going over. There's speculation that Kurt Angle right now is, is hurt on the outside, so he may be out of this match. He, he's selling the neck injury based on the kick and the big boot kick by uh, by Matt Morgan right now as Sting and Morgan continue inside the ring. Oh, hell no. As Sting delivers the DDT, the oh, reverse yeah. DDT. Thank the, God for that. You mean the slap Matt, Yeah, Matt Morgan kicks out. Uh, so it looks like... Kurt Angle is out of this match at this point. This is perfect. They're selling this injury angle on Angle. <laughs> I love saying Angle, Angle. It's just I awesome. bet. Uh, back to what I was saying earlier, the email. Maybe AJ Styles, because he's not even on the card, or have Hernandez go ahead and cash in his world title shot. Whatever the case, I don't think it would be a good idea to have Kurt remain the champion and take some time off. What do you guys think? We're all in agreement. That's it. That's it. Matt Morgan hits the, uh, hits the scissors kick on him. The referee, one, two. Oh, son of a bitch. It's Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle decides to pull the referee out. Matt Morgan had this match won. Kurt with a chair. The referee is down. They're going to let Kurt keep this title. As he nails Matt Morgan in the head with the chair. And uh, the, the front row of the impact zone, instead of yelling, you screwed Brett, decides to yell, you screwed Matt towards referee Hefner here tonight. Do I get to finish the rest of the show out, or do I have to leave as soon as Kirk gets the one, two, three? Why did you even say that? Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Kurt Angle has provided some of the biggest, most surprising, astonishing moments in the history of, of, of this great sport, and a booker on behalf of Kurt Angle, has made a very, very interesting decision here. Kurt Angle is still your world heavyweight champion on behalf of TNA as Earl Hebner collapses once again after idiots. making the, the, the count. TNA are idiots. And you know what? They were so stupid. Wow. AJ, I am not selling you my shares, and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> because... It's a swerve. Because... Good gravy. I need to stay so that I can find out when they are going to strip it. Are they going to, you know, wait till he goes to court the next time? Are they going to wait till he's in jail? They, they or are they trying to prove a point that they stand behind him? They could be trying to prove that point, absolutely. I. But what other silver Cadillac would be uh, stalking Rocka Khan? On that on Saturday, over. they pulled him over. He was driving with a suspended license. He had ADHD, wow. so it doesn't matter if he actually stalked her. The fact of the matter is, they caught him doing illegal things. Wow, wow, wow! I can't believe it. Don't I do am, that again, Dave. No, thank you. I'm I'm shocked. I need a moment to regroup. Honestly, I am disgusted at this point in time. We're going to take our 
last commercial break and return here in just a few moments right here on Sunday Night Showdown with your wrap-up of TNA's Hard Justice. Unfortunately, justice was not served tonight. Thank you, TNA. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, do a real quick post wrap up. Maybe talk a little bit of a little bit of news items really quickly. We got drunk. I uh, I cannot believe that TNA pulled this nugget out of their ass and allowed Kurt Angle to keep this championship tonight. After everything that he's going through with this company, he's the public face of your company, and you are going to leave this championship belt on him is appalling, it's ridiculous, and Dixie Carter, you have no business running a wrestling promotion. You're a fucking idiot. And you can quote me on that. J.J. Sexay, Jeff Jackson of Sunday Night Showdown, thinks you're a fucking tard, and that you have no business running a wrestling company. You stupid bitch. The fact that you would let Jeff Jarrett go for not even really doing anything wrong, but you're going to keep a championship belt on a guy that beats up his girlfriend and gets caught with substances he should not have that are deemed illegal. You didn't have a prescription for HGH. Who fucking prescribes HGH to you? Unbelievable. It's interesting because even if he drops the belt to Hernandez tomorrow night at the tapings, which will be shown on Spike TV on Thursday, this 24 hours is a huge public relations mistake for the company in general. And... 
to me, you cut the match five minutes short. Yeah, they're they're up against the top of the hour, but you cut the match about five minutes shorter. Then you let then you let Hernandez beat Kurt Angle because let's say Sting and Matt Morgan are so upset that they pull something behind Hebner's back and help Hernandez as the world heavyweight champion. Like I said, we could see that very well in less than 24 hours, which I have a theory or a feeling that they're going to do exactly that. But like I said, this next 24 hours is a, is a real public relations mistake. And somebody had it in the chat, I think Snake had it in the chat, that imagine if ESPN or TMZ gets behind this, really gets behind this story and decides, oh yeah, TNA... Yes, of course, it's, as we talked about earlier, innocent until proven guilty. He hasn't been convicted of anything. And you can take that, that stand on it where, hey, we're taking, we're taking credit and giving credit where it's due to our unconvicted worker right now, and we're supporting his point of view. It seems like an open and shut case of what I described in the, of what happened between Friday night and Saturday afternoon. And if you missed any of our earlier discussion, I mean, it was our lead story as soon as we came on, so check out the archive later tonight or tomorrow on iTunes or on our our website to get our full thoughts. Like I said, I'm not sure what the boys are going to be saying here at the bottom of the hour, but that is a can't-miss radio show for me. I'm going to be heading straight home to hear that. Well, and I'm going to tell you this now. I I gave you guys an out tonight. I gave you the perfect way you could have booked this. You could have had Kurt Angle lose that championship, and every guy in the main event mafia beat the crap out of him tonight which would have been deserving quite frankly because if you're mad enough to beat up on a woman you deserve to get your ass kicked by several guys yeah and, and we even came up with that theory that he's especially because nash won the legends belt and steiner and uh booker t retained the the tna world tag team titles and just for good measure i would have liked to have seen charmel put the boots to kurt angle's ass tonight you could honestly say that, yeah, that here's a perspective where everybody else, like considering what they did at the last pay-per-view, that, that Angle was threatening to to fire anyone who lost, you could honestly make that argument that um, he could walk into that main event mafia dressing room tomorrow night and be the only one without a championship. Don't forget Samoa Joe captured the exhibition type championship. What kind of a televised moment would that be if everybody else staring him in the face has a championship belt around their waist and he's the only one without one. And it's like, hey, you were going to fire us if we lost? We're firing you because you lost, you son of a bitch. Get the fuck out. And then he just disappears for a couple of months. That maybe gives a bit of a babyface uh, turn to the main event mafia, probably not for very long. But in, even in an emergency... I don't, think, I don't think it gives him a babyface no, no, turn. Not, no, the main event mafia babyface No, it doesn't give them a babyface oh, right, turn. Well, anyway. It, gets, it, it <laughs> takes care of the weak link in the group. Yeah. If he's the guy that didn't win the championship or retain it... Yeah. You know, and behind the scenes, he needed to lose that championship tonight for what he's done. Yeah. And and just like I said, even in an emergency booking situation, you and I came up with this scenario within the three-hour broadcast here on Sunday Night Showdown. It was an easy solution to this problem. And you write him out of storylines, and he can go take care of his legal battles without having to come to Orlando every second week to take care of this. But once again... It's a, it's going to be a 24-hour nightmare if these legitimate news sources, the Associated Press, TMZ, and ESPN, really want to uh, to grab a hold of this story. And, I mean, I've 
said it a, a lot of times, but this is the exact reason why they should have never named the company TNA. Like, all their mainstream press releases are total non-stop action wrestling because not only is this going to give them less of a credit to regular wrestling fans, but, but even for mainstream audience, you called your show TNA? I mean, you could have called it ABC or QMZ or something like that, but it, it'll just make more fun of, of the company. But this could be a big story if the right media sources grab it and take and run with it. Well, I'll be real honest with you. After what we endured two years ago with the Benoit situation, I think it would be perfect if uh, some congressman would, would just jump into TNA, go straight to their home offices and be like, I want every guy on your roster tested. I think this needs to happen. Yeah. And really get onto it. I mean, the Benoit thing was a major deal. Here you got a guy that's beating up his girlfriend and is on drugs. Pretty much the same scenario almost with Benoit, except nobody's dead yet. He's stalking his girlfriend. He's beating her up. Exactly. All this, allegedly. But that's the point. It's a public relations nightmare, what Kurt Angle has done to TNA. They were turning a corner and seemed like they were doing better in the booking. And now this happens. And right. now they do the stupid thing and leave the championship on him. And even if they ignore this whole situation and Kurt Angle holds the belts for the next three or four weeks, we still have the scenario as we try to focus on a less serious issue that the main event mafia, except for the women, have all the belts. With the IWGP tag titles probably being lost pretty quickly. But all the major belts, the mafia has right now. And that's probably what a lot of fans did not want to see. And, like I said, one way or the other, Thursday Night Impact on uh, Spike TV should be an interesting broadcast. And, like I said, I'll be reading the spoilers on WrestleView.com here in about 24 hours. You know, I want to wrap this up really quick. I've got things to do tonight, obviously, and I don't want to hold anybody up. Um, but I do want to say there was a couple of news bits I wanted to hit on. Um, I haven't talked about this in a couple of weeks, but as most of you know, Midway sold the studio that was responsible uh, for the TNA Impact video game, their San Diego studio. Uh, unfortunately, they sold it to THQ, which means that there's no chance in hell yeah. that TNA will be getting a game from THQ, which, which means the TNA Impact game is pretty much dead at this point. It's not going to happen. Uh, I did read that they wanted to do something with... Uh, they wanted to do something with all the motion capture and stuff there in TNA, or with, with the TNA motion capture they did. And if, T if uh, WWE was to utilize that, THQ were to utilize that, I think that it would, uh, it would help out their product tremendously because that was one of the main things about the TNA game that I liked was the, was the motion detection and the collision and you know just the way the moves were, were sold. It looked like they killed each other. And with a WWE game using that kind of motion capture, I think it would be great for, for that franchise. But it looks like TNA, done, as far as the game is concerned. That being said, that's really the only major news bit that I really want to talk about. There's really nothing else going on. Well, we, of course, we do have, uh, as you were mentioning earlier in the broadcast, res, excuse me, Raw versus SmackDown 2010, I'm sorry, Wednesday, Thursday? I believe it's Thursday, but okay. regardless, the next Sunday Night Showdown will obviously have tons of information to relay to you guys. Absolutely. As we're covering Summerfest Live. Summerfest. I can't wait for Summerfest. I, I'm loving Summerfest. And, and I got to tell awesome. you something. I got to tell you something. If I if I have a party that's uh, that's struggling, and I need a party animal to pick it up, I'm I'm inviting Savage. That, that oh yeah, funky like a monkey. Yeah, he's a like par he's a party animal. 
And the I will be with you always, wherever you are. <laughs> he, he is, of course, the Macho Man. The Macho Man. That was back when Sam and Cowell made me a music star. Yeah. <laughs> I was the first American <laughs> Idol. Oh, boy. Maybe in your own mind. All right. Well, Summerfest 2009 will be coming up here uh, in just seven days' time. Shark will be back. We're looking forward to having him on the Possibly. broadcast. He is suspended indefinitely. Well, I'm, I'm voting that he comes back, well, but I don't have any shares in this company. So. Well, apparently I have them all now because Boom Boom quit, so I don't know. Well, it's up to you then, I guess. But uh, if it's up to me, then if I have a vote, then Shark's coming back. But uh, check out Summerfest here in just seven days. <laughs> I'm going to ca- keep calling it Summerfest. I don't care. Summerfest um, is fine with me. Uh, we're going to be here in seven days, and once again, uh, check out the archive of this broadcast uh, tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow morning. No, absolutely, and uh, we'll definitely have this archived by tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just have to fix all my editing mistakes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, on behalf of Mark the Shark DiCarlo, who's absent this week, on behalf of Internet Dave, on behalf of Boom Boom, on behalf of myself, Mr. Money, on the mic, JJ Sexay, this has been TNA's Hard Justice. Justice was not served, but we'll see you next week for Summerfest. All right, bitches, I'm out of here.
Bye-bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The book or the bug? Bye-bye. <laughs>